craft, ability, aptitude, expertise, genius, gift. I'm the fucking talent. Hey, what's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. I warn you, there's a there's an air conditioner rumbling and a tumbling in the background. It ain't going anywhere either, because I tell you what, this is the fucking hottest it's been this year in Southern California. It is triple digits outside. I look outside right now. Hold on a second. Wait, my snowman just melted. That's not a lie. I looked outside. My snowman is now a puddle on the ground. And uh, and what? Uh, my neighbor's eating. Don't eat that carrot. Why? I, I can't believe my neighbor would eat the carrot nose. It's been sitting in a puddle of fetid water. What is wrong with you? Good Christ. Are we that hungry? Is there that much of a drought on that our vegetables have all been destroyed? And now you have to eat a snowman's carrot nose right out of a fetid puddle. Am I pronouncing fetid correctly? I hope so. Now, you know what? Now I want to Google it because now I've said it three times and I can't restart the fucking show. Feeded? Feeded water? Fetid. F-E-T-I-D. I'm going to go with fetid. I think that could be incorrect. Feeded. Because it's, well, feeded would seem like the root word was fetal. And then fetal water, that, that would be not rotten or gross. But fetid, that just sounds, ugh, that sounds disgusting. Nobody wants to eat fetid anything. I don't, you know what? You know what? Fetid, the root of it is feta cheese. And I hate feta cheese. I fucking can't stand it. So there you go. Feeded would be like, oh, it tastes like a baby. And you're like, yeah, that's delicious. I like eating babies. But feta cheese, nobody likes feta cheese. That's what fetid comes from. That's the root word. Fetid is a feta cheese. And I hate, God damn, do I fucking hate feta cheese. Although I do have it in one salad. I, that's not a lie. There is one particular salad. I think I've, you know, I may have sung the praises of this salad in the past. Who knows, man? I've been doing this show for 12 fucking years. If you can, let me, let me tell you this. There was not a year that went past without me singing the praises of a salad at some point. I am a praise singing salad motherfucker, at least at one point in every goddamn season of this show. Go back and listen. If you don't believe me, the, the archives are on YouTube. Go listen all the way through. But I'll tell you what, here's what, and here's my assignment. Go find me singing the praises of a salad. But once you hear me do it in like year one, then you can go, ha ha, I can move to year two. You don't have to listen to all of year one. Once you hear me sing the praise of a salad. Uh, Once I sing the praises of one salad, you can go, all right, let's move on to the next year. And then you'll find it because, again, every single year I sing the praises of a salad. And I will say this. This is embarrassing. I won't lie. This is embarrassing. I think every single year I've sung the praises of this particular salad that I'm about to mention to you right fucking now. Get your pens and pencils ready. Sit down and sharpen your fucking goddamn vegetation brains. And you want to think about, hey, and especially now because it's summer, because this is a summer salad I'm about to talk about. I'm going to sing the praises of a summer salad, and you're going to go ahead and jot down some notes. Why not? What else are you fucking doing? You're sitting in the house hiding from the heat and germs. So you go ahead and write down this fantastic salad. Oh, it's delicious. Now, let me ask you this. Will you brave the weather and horrible fucking plague apocalypse to go out and get the ingredients for this salad? You probably will not. And yet... I advance the theory to you that your life would be better if you did. Trust me on this. Uh, this particular salad has arugula in it. You know what arugula is? That's just that's just lettuce with a goddamn college degree. That's all it is. That's lettuce because uh, you know lettuce is lettuce. Iceberg lettuce is just iceberg lettuce is the homeless people of lettuce. That's just fucking crunch, terrible, sleep on the street. I mean, it's just fucking bad. Nobody likes iceberg lettuce. There are some things you like. I, look, you like it in a wedge salad, certainly. If you get just a big fucking quarter of a head of lettuce and you dump fucking cheese dressing all over it. I don't like blue cheese, but I know a lot of people do. Uh, and then there's tomatoes and bacon. Uh, and that's not bad. A wedge salad, you could, if, if it's ranch, I can choke it down. 
I'll choke down a goddamn wedge salad if you put ranch on it, but blue cheese is death. I don't like but blue cheese and feta should just have a, a glorious fuck a thon and then and squeeze out a cheese that I might enjoy. No, I wouldn't. Would I like the baby of a blue cheese and a feta? If blue cheese and feta fucked all night and then feta got pregnant because I assume it's the lady and then feta goes and has a cheese nine months later, which also works with the aging of the cheese nonsense. So would I try it? Would I bite it? Certainly I would bite it. There's no doubt I would bite it. I've bitten blue cheese in the past. I've bitten uh, feta cheese in the past. Uh, it's no monster for me, which is a milder cheese, a saltier cheese, but I do enjoy it. I like a, I like a mozzarella. I like a monster. I like a Havarti. I like a Swiss. You know what I like? I like a Swiss that's uh hold on, we're yawning it. I don't know why we'd like a Swiss that's a, uh, cause I'm not breathing. That's probably why my brain is like, Hey, you want to take some oxygen in before you fucking die? Uh, I like a Swiss that's like fucking nutty. That tastes, and not, not kidding. It's got that kind of like bitter nutty hey man did you just take this cheese out of a shoe taste i don't know why i like it but i do i mean i don't mind a mild swiss but what's the point mild swiss is just munster with a couple of holes in it mild swiss is just munster with somebody took a shotgun to i don't i'm like i can't do that if you're gonna make me a swiss make it funky make it make it taste like fucking i want it to taste like guy fieri's moccasins that's what i want that fucking swiss cheese to taste like <laughs> now we're talking about flavor town i you know what walk a mile in my shoes in flavor town then take them off and eat them that's a goddamn funky swiss cheese for me that's what i choked down my goddamn gullet but here's the salad that I'm singing the praises of. Arugula, like I, as I've mentioned, arugula is just, it's just lettuce with a college degree. Fuck your romaine. Fuck your uh, iceberg. Those are, uh, ice, you know, and romaine, so iceberg is the, is the, uh, iceberg, <laughs> iceberg is the lettuce that might have just barely gotten out of high school, but then unfortunately drifted to and fro to a bunch of aimless jobs and didn't have an inherent talent like myself, because I'm describing myself clearly when I describe iceberg lettuce, but I've been lucky enough to be able to talk and carve out a career with that. Uh, iceberg lettuce doesn't have this, doesn't have my gift of gab. Iceberg lettuce, uh, nah, it steps on its own dick all the time and it constantly chokes on its own tongue and it can't verbalize anything. It's not entertaining. Iceberg, there's, that's what I'll say. I'm charismatic entertaining. People love me. Now, iceberg lettuce, people will, they'll tolerate it. Certainly they can go, well, this is, but nobody's, nobody's favorite fucking lettuce is iceberg lettuce. Not even a fucking rabbit. Rabbits eat it because that's all you throw it. But if you threw a, a rabbit some arugula, it would literally look up at you like fucking Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction and go, hmm, Jimmy getting the coffee, man. It would be like, yeah, finally. Look at you, game changer. Dude, if you threw, if there's a rabbit and he's like fucking whatever and you're throwing him iceberg lettuce, he's like, yeah, cool, I'll stay alive. But then if you threw him arugula, the next day you show up, that fucking rabbit's wearing a monocle. <laughs> yeah, you just turned that rabbit from fucking like a regular goddamn homeless nobody rabbit into a motherfucking monocle wearing top hat tipping motherfucker. That's who he is. That's that fucking rabbit. Look at him staring at you, looking at you, happy that you got the arugula in his life. Because again, arugula is the, is the thinking man's lettuce. And I know you're thinking to yourself, man, I didn't realize there was a thinking man's lettuce. Well, that's because you're not a thinking fucking man. Get that straight, motherfucker. God damn it. Iceberg lettuce is just, it's Nowheresville, man. And I'll snap it up like this. Let's go to a coffee house and go, it's Nowheresville, man. Iceberg lettuce is just boring. Again, you want to you fucking class a rabbit up, you throw him the arugula. Now, I know you're like, romaine. What about romaine? Romaine's fine, I guess. Because again, all right, here's the deal. Iceberg lettuce. Uh, it, it barely got out of school, barely. 
And then, and then it just didn't make anything of itself, and it just settled into a boring life. That's what that's what iceberg lettuce did. It didn't try to improve itself. Didn't want to be more than it already was. It's like, hey man, I'm lettuce. Hear me roar. And it's like, we're not hearing you roar. You're just a nobody fucking lettuce. You're the bottom of the vegetable pyramid. That's all you are. You're the base of the vegetable pyramid, all the way up at the top. You know what's looking at you? You know what's looking down at you? Like scallions are looking down at you and going, "Fuck off, iceberg lettuce. I'm fucking scallions." And you can't say anything about it because you're just iceberg lettuce. You're a fucking plow horse. That's all you are. You're a fucking donkey. You're the donkey of the vegetable world, iceberg lettuce. And shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear any more of your arguments. And then you move to Romaine. Romaine's like, you know what? Romaine actually went to college. It might have gone and got an associate's degree. Romaine went to school, got an associate's degree, which is totally respectable. Got a nice job in an office. Uh, married a nice partner and then settled down and had some nice lettuce kids. Maybe had a radish or two. Actually, hold on. Let's not have a radish because then you've got to realize that your lettuce wife is fucking some other. She's fucking the radish dude. Well, you ever see that? There's a, <laughs> You can actually find like those. Aren't there radishes that look like men? You ever see those on the on the guy? Google it. Like radish who looks like a guy. It's like it's like a, it's got arms and legs. It looks like a big muscular dude. That's what those fucking vegetables are. Uh, so if your wife is banging the radish guy lettuce, I'm sorry about that, Romaine. We should have been more exciting. You know what, Romaine? You should have been arugula. If you're arugula, your fucking lettuce wife ain't going to cheat on you. She ain't going to fuck the radishes. She's going to be like, yeah, get home and rail me, arugula. And he's going to come home and be like, bonsoir, mon ami. And he's going to fuck the shit out of her. It's going to be amazing. Arugula might even be fucking your girl. She might have had a radish baby, but she fucked an arugula guy as well. God damn. You know what? If you're, if you're Romaine, I know you dedicated yourself to your associate's degree and getting a fantastic job and raising your lovely kids. And I just said that it's a good life. It's a hard life living on your own. Things ain't easy when you're far from home. That's what Eddie Money would say. But what I say to you, uh, Romaine, is pay attention to your family life. Look, you're working extra hard. You're putting in the extra mile because you look in the rearview mirror and you see fucking iceberg. You're like, I will never be iceberg lettuce. You're like the chicken fucking gone with the wind. I will never go hungry again. And I certainly will never be iceberg lettuce. But now you go ahead and you move on with your life. And you're like, all right, let's get a fucking lettuce wife. Let's bang the shit out of her. Let's fucking go out for like two week vacation every year. We got a great job. We're working our way up the ranks, but we're always going to be Romaine. We're fine because we're fucking Romaine and you're proud of it. There's nothing wrong with being Romaine. Uh, just careful for your slut wife who's banging the radishes. But still, uh, that's that, that's also on you because maybe you're working too hard. But I mean, there's no such thing as working too hard when you're trying to raise a family, right? When you're trying to make money and send your kids to fucking radish college or whatever the fuck. Wait, why do you want to send your kids to radish college? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Send them to lettuce college. Although, no, fuck that. You know what? Mix, mix and match. Be friends with all the vegetables. That's what Romaine does. That's, you know what? Maybe that's the thing. Iceberg lettuce is the fucking all lives matter of vegetables. Fuck you, iceberg lettuce. That's not what we're talking about at this moment in time. I go the other route. I say that I say a Romaine lettuce is like uh, he's he's smart. He's he's engaged. He he wants the best things for all people. And that's fantastic. And I appreciate it. But he also recognizes that this is a moment that needs to be seized. Good for you, Romaine. Uh, and you're working hard to make it happen and everybody's happy about that. And your wife, you know what? Maybe she won't bang the radish dude because she realizes that you're, you're socially enlightened and that's good. And even your kids look up to you. How about that, Romaine? Now, I'm sure your kids are like, ah, oh, fuck, I wish we were arugula. But I mean, there's nothing they can do about that. They're Romaine because the best thing is that at least they're not fucking iceberg, right? That's what you're t- when your kids come to you and you're like, man, fucking arugula, he's got the promotion and, you know, arugula got a scholarship and I didn't just go, hey, man, you know what? Could be fucking worse. Could be iceberg. Would you like to be iceberg? Would you like to be would you like to be driving a, a a truck filled with fucking disappointment? No, you wouldn't. Is that what you want to do? 
you want to go on to the you want to be uh is that look look here's because here's what iceberg does iceberg you know it drifts aimlessly throughout the week and then in the weekend it goes to the river for tubing oh god is there any more of a death sentence than fucking tubing at the river i just i just you know why here's the thing if you're in a swimming pool that's civilized you're a grown-up and and you're not gonna catch fucking legionnaire's disease from whatever the fuck is floating in the pool all right the pool's clean you got guys taking care of it you take care of it yourself there's chlorine that's about the most the most thing that can happen is you get a little chlorine in your eyes but that's okay uh, because you're happy about that because it shows you that you're living a clean life and allows you to see your future very clearly but if you're in the river who the fuck knows what's lurking in the river you're out there tubing and then and some fucking brad paisley shit song comes on or even worse kenny chesney and he's singing about being barefoot because they pivoted they were country dudes but then all of a sudden they went hey man there's a lot of money in the buffett crowd and they fucking went ahead and said ah let's sing about fucking uh, swim trunks and bandanas and having a cold beer in the river ain't it great I'm riding an inflatable tire, staring at my girl in her bikini. Gonna go home tonight if I make it while I'm driving drunk. I'm gonna wrap my truck around a tree and hope to survive. Be at the factory on Monday and put together another truck for myself. Yeah, fuck off. God damn, Chesney. Not that Chesney was great beforehand, but then he fucking pivoted to you know, uh, flip-flops and pop-tops and everybody in a goddamn gingham wrap. Look at those ladies' bikinis. Hey, sand is great. It's just like a Dixie flag. And don't you like barbecue, too? Fuck off, Chesney, you dick. And it's so paint-by-numbers, and it's so easy to write for those guys. And they're like, yeah, this is a great song. Let's do it. Now, hooks are hooks, but the lyrics are always the fucking same. It's like, America and barbecue. We do not like soup because it's hot on the weekend, tough to eat soup on the beach. Okay, buddy, why are you so anti-soup? Soup's American. You can get some good-ass American soup. Sing a chicken noodle soup song. People will still love you. I'm eating burgers, hot dogs, hot dogs, and apple pie. And I'm singing a song about Reagan. Fuck you, Chesney. God damn it. Chesney and all those assholes pivoting to the beach because they don't want to sing anymore about country stuff. I don't like it. Yes, that's where the money is. Yes, you trick white people into going, yeah, this is a lifestyle. No, it isn't. You floral print motherfucker. Get out of my face. You 10-gallon hat, fucking one-gallon head, fuck jab. All right. Why am I mad at Kenny Chesney? Guy's just carving out a living. And by carving out a living, I mean bringing home $50 million a year on the backs of fucking white people who think that it's a fucking culture to go out and drink in the sun and talk about Jimmy Buffett. Uh, Man, who lost their shaker of salt and has spent 35 years looking for it? All you fucking people. And if Heidi's listening, I apologize. Uh, although she doesn't listen anymore, but my lovely friend Heidi loves Buffett. Like that's her deal. Like she saw him at Wrigley. She saw him all over the place and, uh, and she's the goddamn best. And I love her dearly, but holy fuck is Buffett a mess. What a fucking, Oh Jesus. Just, just the, just the poison pill of music. Like every time you build a playlist, you should slip a Buffett song in there. Just and everybody's jamming. They're having a good time. And all of a sudden you hear, Everybody goes, oh, no. Blew out a hot stop. Shut up, Buffett. You 8,000-year-old fucking hillbilly. God damn it. Is he even a hillbilly? I don't think he is. He's just a catamaran with fucking a bank account. That's all he is. Fucking Buffett, you scumbag. Why? I don't know why I hate him. I truly shouldn't hate him like this, but he is not. I'm not a fan. Look, all right, I don't hate Buffett. I don't hate anybody. Make your living. But still, it doesn't mean I got to like what you do. 
Yeah, yeah, you're the iceberg lettuce of music, you fuck. God damn it, Buffett. No, no spice, no zip, no tang. There's no tang with Buffett. And oh, don't come at me and tell me there's a Buffett tang because there's no tang with Buffett. I'm telling you that right now. I watched Forge and Fire. I know all about tangs. Uh, but yeah, iceberg lettuce, that's what it does. It goes tubing at the river and listens to Buffett. It's fucking awful. What a mess. And look, and there's some, and, and some lettuce is happy to do it. Like, there's a lot of icebergers like, yeah, man, this is what we do. We love it. Where iceberg is like, yeah, I, I don't aspire to be anything more than that. I just want to have a good time with my friends and my family and go ahead and crack open a cold one every now and then. Uh, that was a cold one. That's what my friend Eric Church said. Let's get, some, let's get a cold one. And then we're tubing. And then at night, we just build a fire. And I just got a mouthful of char, you know, and I look over and my girl is there. And she gives me that look like, hey, you're you're never going to be anything more than this, are you? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> uh, look, I'm criticizing you guys, and you know I'm having fun with it, right? We're all having a good time because you guys could look at me and go like, well, you don't even have a girl to look at you while you're doing your podcast to say, hey, you're never going to be anything more than this, right? And uh, ha, 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 ha. And yes, I get it. Ha, ha. You've turned the tables on me. Go. Oh, unhand me, kind sir. You've wounded me to the core. Oh, you've stabbed me deep in the heart with your quill pen of rectitude. How dare you let me have that? I'm so disappointed that you would turn the tables on me. You chose to listen to this fucking show, man. Swallow it. Embrace it. Love it. Don't don't pull me out and wear me all over your face. Swallow me. That's what I demand. I'm not I, I look, I, I don't mind giving you the white beard. That's fine. I'll give you the goo neck. But I say I say this show is much better if you swallow it. Uh all right. Yeah, that's that's been on my fucking brain in quarantine now. Good lord. Um all right, so what now? Lettuce, right? We're still talking about that. Let's still talk about lettuce. What the fuck? Why not? Let's do that, right? Fucking idiot. Um, I got the sniffles. But yeah, that's what iceberg is. It's just fucking bad. And then there's, you know, so Romaine is like, you could be that. It tells its kids, you could be that, man. You don't want to be that, do you? And then, the, and then, you know, Romaine's kids learn the lesson. They learn the lesson. They don't, they might aspire to arugula, but they recognize that they're Romaine, but they, they don't want to, uh, to dive deep into being iceberg and good for them. But then you got arugula, arugula, that, that just, you know what that did? Arugula fucking, it graduated with honors here and not at a state university. It's an Ivy. That's an Ivy. Okay. Uh, and then it studied abroad. Oh, you know what? Arugula is the lettuce that's got a Rhodes scholarship. It went over there. Went over to fucking Cambridge and Oxnard, one of those two, and had fucking studied. And had learned all sorts of stuff. Uh, arugula could talk to you in, in like ancient Greek. It can speak to you in the language of the philosophers. And uh, you know, if you're, you're looking for Plato stuff, you're like, oh, man, what did Plato say? And, uh, and here's, right, here's you go. Here's, here's how you tell the difference between your lettuces. We say, what did Plato say? And arugula gives you Plato's philosophies back in his original tongue, the ancient Greek that was Plato's original tongue. And then you go over to Romain, you're like, hey, man, what did Plato say? And they're like, he's like, uh, uh, where for art, though, Romeo, or whatever the fuck, right? Wasn't that him? I think that's him. And then if you go to fucking Iceberg, you're like, what did Plato say? And they're like, I had the fuzzy pumper when I was a kid, and I made star shapes. That's that's your difference right there. That's how you separate all the lettuces. Arugula comes at you in the native language of a Plato. Romaine is like, oh, yeah, Plato, he was like, uh, ich bin ein Berliner and all that fucking bullshit. And then you go to Iceberg and Iceberg is like, I, I like the Plato fire station. I like to bite it. It was salty. 
<laughs> I was so salty. How do I know that? Because I bit Play-Doh. I won't lie to you. I'm, I'm, I'm iceberg. Look, I'm not claiming to be arugula here. All right, I'm just as iceberg as the rest of you motherfuckers. Don't, don't try to, don't get it twisted. Don't try to make me a fucking uh, lettuce elitist. I'm not pretending that I'm a fucking arugula dude at all. I love arugula. I certainly can Im- imbibe in it. I will indulge in it. I will do another thing that begins with I with it. Uh, not iceberg. I will avoid the iceberg. But I'm just an iceberg dude. That's me. I'm just like you guys. I'm I'm tubing at the river with the rest of you fuckheads. There's no doubt about it. I don't care for it, quite frankly. But I know my lot in life. I wish I could. Have, I've aspired. I aspired to be arugula. I aspired to be. Look, I, let's put it this way. I got the smarts to be arugula. I got the effort to be iceberg. <laughs> That's who I am, man. <laughs> That's my life. I could have been. Uh, I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. I could have been arugula. Instead of iceberg, which is what I am. <laughs> oh, Christ. Let's drink some water. Should we drink some water in the podcast? We should. All right. <sighs> All right. So uh, so the point is I was singing this, uh, the praises of a salad. Let's talk about this salad that I've been I've built up now for God knows how long. All of you guys are like, because like, look, I know you guys. You trust me. You trust me when it comes to salads and whatever the fuck. So you're like, you know what? Uh, let's get a, I, I think I said hours ago, get a pen and paper and I will sing this praises of the salad. And you have now, because dutiful audience that you are good people that you are at heart, you are, uh, you're crouched right in front of your iPod vagina with your pen in hand and your pad in the other hand. And you're like, all right, man, let's write down this motherfucking salad that he's about to sing about. Let's hear it, buddy. Bust out this salad soliloquy. You've been fucking touting for God knows how long. Let's hear it. Let's fucking hear it. Uh, and now you're ready. Your ink is your ink is drying on the end of your pen, which uh, could could sound dirty, really. If you wanted to go ahead and extrapolate, because I mean, look, it's quarantine. Anything sounds dirty at this fucking point. I talked about biting Play-Doh, and half of you guys just fucking ran off a batch. You're like, oh yeah, put it in your mouth, star shape, yeah, fill your mouth. Oh my god, gag on it, gag on that Play-Doh. Um. So, so this salad that I've, I've discussed many times, uh, because again, we've talked about it earlier and we talked about it before. I've talked about it years ago. Uh, it was a a salad my ex-wife used to make. And uh, look, nothing tastes better than an ex-wife salad. Oh my Christ. I I will say this. A wife salad is delicious. All right. A wife salad is amazing. Uh, but there's just something about an ex-wife salad because it, it comes, it's, it's also, uh, the flavor is tinged with the memories of happiness that you used to experience. <laughs> and uh, now look, it also is uh, it is also shaded in being forlorn. There's no doubt there's there is shaded in in the forlorn feeling you have wondering what happened and why you made this happen to yourself. Uh, but all of that just adds all of that emotion, all of those swirling emotions add to the salad. Now, if you're married again, this salad will taste delicious. It's a wonderful salad. But if that's a, it's, if it's a wife salad, but if it's an ex-wife salad, you get all of the memories of previous happinesses and all of the despair of previous uh sadnesses and it all mixes up into a an, an, into a glorious dressing oh that's good that's a vinaigrette when you when you can get it you know what it's not even a vinaigrette it's a vinaigrette that's what you go ahead and count when you got an ex-wife salad you douse it with vinaigrette and you fucking choke it down and you cry and you laugh because you remember the life you had and the life you fucking got rid of and how it didn't work out when you thought to yourself you know what man i'm only going to be married once in my life i should do it right the first time and then guess what as you sit and look back and go i didn't do it right at all holy fuck did i ruin everything you are just eating a salad eating an egg Ex-wife salad covered in regret or vinegar, vinegar regret. Fuck. Um, so uh, this salad, 
I don't know where my ex-wife found it. She found it uh, like on the internet somewhere because she's look. When you're married to me, you know what you're doing? You're constantly looking for things to stuff in my mouth to keep me happy. That's it at all. That's it. That's all you're trying to do. You're like, holy fuck, what's wrong with this guy? He won't stop eating anything. He's just he's just like a goat. He's just he's just eating all of the tin cans in the cabinet. I got to eat him something healthy so he doesn't fucking die. Uh, and so she loving uh, partner that she was, she found this salad. And, and I'll tell you what, she took a risk with this salad. There's no doubt she took a risk because this salad contains two things that I hate. And yet and yet and yet there was some unholy alchemy between the two of them in this salad that made me want to eat the salad all the goddamn time. It's it's ridiculous. It shouldn't work. This salad shouldn't fucking work, but it does. And yet I can't sit here and tell you that I've made it since because you know what? She left. And uh, and that would just mean that I had to make some effort toward toward doing that. I couldn't possibly go ahead and do that. Right. That just makes no sense. Uh, but God damn, I'll tell you what. She made this fucking salad. And I and uh, and look, it had some amazing things that I love in it, too. OK, so that's the thing. Maybe that's the key. The fact that it had amazing things that I love in it, in addition to the things that I hate. That's what salad's about. A delicious salad is about fucking yin and yang. That's all it is. You just got to go ahead and choke it down. Right. Uh, I, I was, I was shocked, quite frankly. I didn't think it would be anything that I would like, but yet she presented it to me and I go, well, uh, you know, I hate this stuff. And she's like, it doesn't matter. Try it. And so, and I was like, all right, man, I'm in here was the, and here was the salad. This is it. And it's so simple. Make this goddamn salad. It's so simple. Uh, but again, I cannot express enough to you the chance that she took by making a salad with something I hated in it because you know me, I'm a fucking pill. And you know, I'm going to look at it like a four-year-old and be like, man, I don't, I don't think I like that salad. And she's going to be like, no, no, you'll totally love it. I promise. I don't know. I don't, I, could we make a different salad? And she's like, no, no, trust me. You'll enjoy this. She just, my God. How exhausting must it have been for my ex-wife? I mean, you guys, look, you've been with me for 12 years and I'm a good person at heart, but there are also moments. And by moments, I mean, stretches of weeks and hours and months uh, where I could be a fucking jag off. And I, I, I think this literally this alone, this should say everything that there is. Like I, uh, I, <laughs> I, know this is, I don't even know why I'm saying this, but I am. Uh, I like, I have no idea where my ex-wife is now. I'm not putting out a bad signal. I'm not being that fucking guy, but I'm being honest. Like, you know, and other people, they have these relationships and everybody's like, Oh my God, my ex. Oh my God. She can't, I, uh, she's always in my hair. I can't fucking believe it. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I guess that's when people have kids or whatever. And they always have to, they have visitation and bullshit. They're splitting between one another. And I don't know. The only thing sharing that Karen and I would have shared was the salad. <laughs> Maybe I can get salad visitation. That'd be pretty fun. Um, but like, I don't even know where she is. That's the fucking weirdest thing. I, 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 and it is so strange. I won't lie. And again, not like, it's not like I want to fucking, you know, have coffee with friends and go out with her. You know that I'm just saying, it's just, I guess I never thought that someone who was a very important part of my life for literally 20 years would just completely disappear from it. Now, I have friends that I was friends with forever that I, I talk to once a year. You know, occasionally you'll you'll uh, my buddy Jeff was like my my closest friend all through school and growing up. And he was in the whole crew of the UN of evil. Um, but now he's you know, he's married with kids and he's he's established a beachhead with other people and other friends and other relationships. And I talk to him once or twice a year and I miss him. 
You know what I mean? He's just he's just a great guy. And look, it's not like I'm reaching out all the fucking time. Uh, hey, man, what's going on? Hey, what are you doing? You know, we live very different lives, and I recognize that. But he's still, if I needed him and I called him, he would be there. You know, that kind of thing. It's, 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 uh, it's just a bond. It's like, you know, me and David um, or me and Dennis or Woj or Jimmy O or those guys. You know, we, uh, if I needed these dudes, they would, they would be there. Um, and they've known me since I was fucking 13. You know, so 40 years I've been friends with these guys. Uh, which is astonishing, quite frankly, but but the very fact that 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 my ex-wife who and look and I and look I don't blame her. All right, it's not like I'm, like I said, it's not like I'm like oh boohoo, why shouldn't she? No, 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 I get it, but it but it is strange. It's just fucking weird when you sit down and go, man, twenty years, and you'll think you'll hear a song or you're or you'll you'll there'll be a day or there's a moment that goes or a flash or or even a weather pattern or something that reminds you of it just it just comes up and uh it's buried deep you know you've moved on you've lived your life i've already i've been through several other minefields since then uh but it is it is and maybe i'm wrong maybe this is the way it is maybe just you know because again she left with a note and uh then I saw her, you know, and she came with the cops to get a bunch of stuff out of my house and buy a bunch of stuff. I mean, a rice cooker and a thing about Python DVDs. Um, and we, we reconnected a couple of years ago. I don't know if I ever told this story on the show. Um, we want to I, I well, I know I fucked that. I didn't tell the story where right? I had the wedding capsule and I, the, and, the, and I tried to contact her to see if she could have it. And, um, you know, we went back and forth and then she was talking about. Uh, you know, uh, she needed me to go out to Chicago to sign a paper. And I said, I could do that. Let me know. But then she started asking a bunch of questions about basically the end of our relationship and uh, questions that she had for however many number of years. You know, she walked out the door in 2013 with a note, never really asked anything, but she bailed. And so I just like, all right, well, you bailed. So then a couple years ago, we're you know going back and forth. She's like, I need this, and I need you to sign this. And I was like, all right, cool. And uh, and then she's like, I got to ask you some questions about this and that. And and I and I said, listen to me. And I I texted it right to her, and I said, I will answer your questions. But I'm telling you right now, you you're not going to like the answers. Because uh, again, I was I, you know, I was a, a bad husband at the end. Clearly, I mean, look, I wasn't a great husband during the 20 years. You know, I I, but but we. We both made mistakes. That's all I'll say. But I can own mine. And I was, uh, I was a selfish fucking prick who lived like uh, I lived like a, a a single man within a marriage. I never did anything she wanted to fucking do. I never, you know, and and not a not a moment that I think of her goes by that I don't have regret for stealing her life. I've talked about this before. Uh, for 20 years, I, I, you know, we, there certainly, there was happiness, whatever, but there was no, uh, there was no good faith effort on my part to, to be a partner who sacrifices and helps. There just wasn't, I know this. And, uh, and I'm, I'm absolutely not proud of it. And I'm not one of these guys who thinks, well, you know, when you, when you confess all sins, you're immediately forgiven for those sins. I'm not fucking Travolta trying to scrub blood off the fucking front seat. I'm, I'm not that dude. Uh, all you can do is learn and move forward. You got to be a shark at that point. You, know, you just go, you know what? Yeah, I fucked this up. I did. And uh, and so I've done what I can to live a better life and be a better person since then. But still, 
consistently tinged and clouded by the regret of having stolen her life because that was her youth. Um, I, 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 I took her, uh, her, her years from 27 to, to 47. I, I stole them. That's, that's the prime of your life right there. That's the, Hey, let's get a house and let's plant roots and let's, let's make this work. And I, you know, I was chasing a dream and, and was single-minded of purpose doing that and thought she was just in it. I'm like, Oh yeah, no, don't, don't worry. It'll be fine. And, and she had dreams of her own. She had things she wanted to do. And I, I would say, well, go do them. And she would be like, no, no, you have to do this in order for me to do this. And I would just go, well, no, no, I'm doing this. You, it just, uh, you know, it, it became untenable. And so she left a note and she left me. So I, and, and, and understood, like I said, I understood it when it happened, but, but, and, and so I've spent that whole time, you know, trying to be what different, whatever the fuck. So a couple of years ago when we're texting back and forth and we're talking on the phone, we'd talk for like four hours and I found out where she was, what she was doing, where she was living, the things she was doing. And, uh, and, and she, like I said, she said she needed me to, there were some papers I needed to sign for her and she wanted me to come out to Chicago to do it. And I said, if you're, if you're serious, yes, I will do this. Whatever you need me to do, whatever, you know, I said, you know that anything you need from me, you've got. And then she started to ask questions about what had happened at the end of our relationship and what I was doing. And, and, uh, as we know, I wasn't doing a lot of great things, um, but I, I said to her, I go, listen to me. You, I go, I, I go, I don't want to talk about this. I said, because it's just going to hurt you all over again. So whatever you think you, you should just assume is the truth. And she's like, no, no, that's not, you know, it's a cop out, blah, blah, blah. I said, it is a cop out because I don't want to hurt you again. I already hurt you. I'm going to, I'm going to re hurt you with the same information. But she made it very clear that she didn't have any closure. She didn't have any answers. She didn't, she assumed everything and everything she assumed was, was pretty much correct, but she needed me to say it, I guess she needed to hear it from me, I suppose. And, and I will tell you this, uh, I am absolutely familiar with that feeling. Having been <laughs> it, 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 in my own personal uh, comeuppance, uh, I wound up in a situation not unlike that, uh, very much like that, almost exactly like that, um, with no answers. I have no, you know, I have tons of thoughts and suspicions and and no answers, and there's nothing you can do about it. You're just you just and and it and it eats you the fuck alive from the inside out. And the same deal, a song, uh, a certain date, the feeling of, of a cold breeze on wet skin that makes you think about either being at the beach or at a pool and think about a certain day and think about a certain thing that you shared. It's, it's God damn, life is powerful. It is just, and, and it is always waiting for you. Never think you'll escape it. Life is waiting around the corner with a fucking blackjack every time you step out the door. Life life can't wait to smash you over the head. And all you can do is, is surf it. All you can do is take that lump. 
all you can do is recognize that that you're you're in life and there's nothing you can do about it. The term life sentence has never been more apt. You know, you you are you are sentenced to relive the mistakes you've made virtually every day. And you're and you're sentenced to experience the transgressions that have been done against you almost every moment. The key is, as I've said before, is you gotta move forward. You can't dwell on it. You can't do this. And that's how I felt when she was asking me for answers that she said she needed. I was like, look, you know, we're talking now. I I was <laughs> I was happy to be talking to her because I I I love my ex-wife. I recognize that I made mistakes and I wish this is this is not this is going to sound so childish, but it's totally true. Uh if if I were to win the lottery, I I would I would give her half. I would I would find her and just go, "I am sorry. I don't because I, I don't know there's no way I can pay you back. There's no way I can buy you back 20 years." And look, those 20 years weren't fucking ravaged with with terrible experiences. I mean, we we very rarely I mean, we had a couple of butte fights, you know, yelling, but I mean we we she <laughs> And this was probably her deal, you know. She she's she probably suffered a lot in silence, because um, she was ag, you know, trying to burst out. She wanted so desperately to burst out, and uh, she was always coloring within the lines. And uh, I didn't even have a book. I you got a wall, I'm 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 coloring it up. You got a sidewalk, give me the chalk. I I was able to do the things I wanted to do. I just did them. It wasn't even like I was able to do them. I just did them literally going to go into concerts with my friends or going, uh, whatever it, it, it was, it was, I made so many mistakes. Um, but you know, in fairness, and I, it's only now, you know, after years of therapy and looking back, she also made a lot of mistakes and, uh, and there was a reason why things became the way they did. Uh, it wasn't just me. Now, I can still hold myself uh, accountable for stealing 20 years and not. I know me. I know I didn't work nearly as hard as I should have. And there were promises made in the beginning of our relationship that I was going to work extremely hard to be what I wanted to be. And instead, I coasted and uh, and she coasted with me. But that wasn't what she was interested in doing. And, and so I can absolutely own that part of it. That was the mistake I made. Now, of course, I made a lot more mistakes later on uh, drifting apart and and winding up with someone else and uh just foolishness just just <clears throat> but i can't i'm not going to get into that because <laughs> that was that whole that whole other thing is witchcraft but i mean i just um you know so we, so we wound up talking a couple of years ago and we're going back and forth and and uh and i want again i wanted to help her anything she needed i was like you need me to sign something great you need me to fly out there tell me i just need to know so i can buy a plane ticket you know let me know these things and uh and then she started to ask questions and she asked questions about uh, what happened at the end of our relationship and what I was doing and who I was with. And and I said to her, I go, listen, and I, I said flat out, I go, I, I will answer all of these questions if you want. But I'm telling you right now that that you a what you probably think happened, happened and b it's going to hurt. And I don't want to hurt you again. You know, I've already hurt you 
certainly, uh, you know, more than a few times, but in, in the grand scheme of things, I, I, there was an ultimate hurt and we, we, there was a schism and we, and we split up. So I don't want to hurt you. And she said, but I need to know this, but I need to know this and I need to know that. And I answered everything completely honestly and, and not, not with any bullshit, not with any, well, you know, the thing was, I was really feeling this and blah, blah. I said, no, yep, that happened. Yes. No, this it was this person. I did this. No. Yeah, you're right. I did that. No, I did this. And then she never asked why that was, that was kind of a shock to me. She never was like, why, why would you do that? Cause I was waiting for that. Cause that's usually what comes when someone's trying to get the answers. Cause they, they want to know what you did, but then they want to know why you fucking did it. And there was no real discussion of why, but I, I, you know, we went back and forth and I told, I answered everything. And I said, listen to me. I go, I, again, if you want to keep asking these questions, I'll answer them. But I, I don't see the point. I I'm, you know, cause honestly that, that part of my life is over now too. Um, and then, you know, like I said, we, we talked and she asked a bunch of questions. She, she was like, and then, then she got into the why, why would you do that? And then I started, I was like, listen, I, because I, it was a bad choice. It was a bad thing to do. And we were texting, we were talking and then we were just texting and then I didn't hear from her and she had needed me to fly to Chicago to do something. So I wrote her a note and I said, Hey, look, I haven't heard from you in a few days. You know, you need me to Chicago. You need me to fly there. You got to let me know so I can get air airfare squared away, but let me know what I, what time you need me there and all this stuff. What day When's the best. And she never answered me. And so then I wrote her again and I said, Hey, look, um, I haven't heard from you. I waited like four days or something. And I said, I haven't heard from you. So again, it's, it's, I'm not trying to be a pest, but it's about airfare, you know, let me know so I can get a decent deal on airline tickets, but I will come out there, whatever you need me to do. And plus I need to make arrangements. If I'm going to stay with David, whatever, let me know. And she didn't answer me. But this time when I went back, I, re- I checked and I realized my texts didn't go through. Now they were still in the blue bubble, which you get with the, uh, with the iPhone, but, but they, they weren't received. You know, it would say, you know, delivered, whatever, read, but it didn't say those things. And I was like, wait a minute, because uh, I've experienced this before. <laughs> and what that usually means is somebody's blocked your number on their phone. So I was like, did she block my number? That doesn't make any sense. So I called her and uh, it went it went right to voicemail. And I just said, hey, I'm I'm texting and they're not going through i'm wondering if if this is what i think it is and you don't want to hear from me anymore and that's fine uh i didn't and i didn't make an appeal i didn't i just said that and then i checked and she had blocked me on all social media she had checked and blocked me on facebook and twitter and uh and that was it and never never answered the texts never answered the voicemail and uh and and kept me blocked. I mean, last time, I mean, I haven't seen it in a year, but I was blocked on all social media. And and I and I understand why I do. You know, I knew that when we were talking, I said, look, you're not you're not going to like the way this turns out. I'm I'm I don't like the way this turns out. I did what I did. Uh, I can apologize for it and that's it. There's no taking it back. 
and uh, and you you can't stuff twenty years back into a calendar. And I say that like twenty years was was was. It wasn't again. There were three bad ones. You know what I mean? Now, there was a simmering tension the whole time. What do I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> there really wasn't. Again, you you knew you listened to the show. Every, we everything was. Uh, it ended badly. It just ended badly. That's all we'll say. And 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 there's nothing I can do about that. Doesn't mean I don't regret it. Doesn't mean I don't wish things had gone differently. Uh, but if we're going to talk about things that I wish had gone differently, we're going to be here a long fucking time. So, uh, <laughs> it's just a strange thing to have somebody who was a constant, an absolute constant, and and and. You've been through this before. We've all been through this. Um, you know, someone who's who's you you never thought would be out of your reach, let alone out of your thoughts, completely disappear from your life. And it's it's strange. Um, but it's funny now because I'm on the other side of it too, where I've blocked my ex on on all social media and stuff, and and uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I I don't know how I spun down this fucking road. This is supposed to be about salads. God damn it! Wasn't this supposed to be about salads? See what happens. You start talking about salads, then you toss your brain around like a fucking salad. Uh, the salad she would make for me, like I said, and, and it had two things I hated in it. And I was like, I'm not going to like this. And she goes, just try it. You're going to like it. And I was like, no, I, I'm come on. I can't, but she made it. And it was a, uh, unbelievably, it was a watermelon salad. Now, you know me, if you've been with me for any length of time, you know, I hate watermelon. I hate it. The, here's what I like about watermelon. There's two things I like about watermelon. One, I like watermelon-flavored things, candy, uh, beverages. I, I like things that taste ostensibly like watermelon, gum. I like that, but I don't like watermelon because it doesn't have a taste. But here's the second thing I like about watermelon. You might know this. I might have talked about this at length, or I may have never mentioned it in the past. And yet I'm mentioning it now for you, so go ahead and take it and run with it. Here's what I like about watermelon. This right here. That's what I like about watermelon. <laughs> the sound it makes when you bite it. <sighs> That's awesome. Now you're just biting and chomping through a goddamn... Because again, when you bite an apple, it's got a weird crunch. Crunchy vegetables are crunchy vegetables and they have a crunchy sound and that's fine. I like a crunch. Don't tell me I don't like a crunch when I can tell you right now I like a fucking crunch. I'm Captain Crunch, motherfucker. Fuck that. He's Captain Crunch. I'm Major Crunch. That's who the fuck I am. I like a crunchy noise, but... There's something about a watermelon where it's it's because uh, a pear is too soft. You don't get that noise. I'm trying to think of any other vegetable that makes the noise of watermelon, and I can't think of one. Even like cantaloupe and honeydew, they that like mango, they bend to your teeth's will, the, the will of your teeth, and they just they softly fall into your mouth, which is fine. But watermelon gives you that chew, that bite, that resistance. I like it. It's the resistance. 
That's what it is. Watermelon's in the street right now with a sign protesting, and I dig it because here's the sound. That's gorgeous. Pineapple is just too soft. Any crunchy vegetable you throw at me is too crunchy. But watermelon just has that that sound when you bite it. And look, I don't again, I don't like I should I would buy a watermelon, slice it the fuck up, bite it and spit it out every time I bit it. That's what I could do. I could stay on top of the fucking things that I enjoy by just going. I love that noise. Somebody fucking call me right now and chew a watermelon into the phone. All right. Don't chew the whole thing. Just bite it and spit it out. Ooh, that's even more hot. Yeah, bite it. So I hear that. And then I hear you go. Or not even. What's that sexy? That's not sexy. That's sexy. No, it isn't. I mean, like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Look, when you spit it out, I'll know it. Spit it out. Oh, yeah, that's fucking sexy. Yeah, spit it out. Run it down your fucking chin. Uh... Oh, wait. Oh, there's some. Oh, my God. It got inside your shirt. Let me get some out of there here. Let me lick it off of you and spit it back into your mouth. Um, all right. So uh, the, the watermelon noise is what I like. I love the that noise is fucking genius. And I like watermelon flavored things. But watermelon itself. No, thank. Oh, and I, you know what? I'm going to throw in because it's the rule of threes. I'm going to throw in a third thing that I might like about watermelons. Now, this isn't this isn't a fucking complete like, yeah, woohoo, I love it. But I just thought of it. And I'm you know what? I'm going to throw it in there. It's worth it's worth mentioning. Don't tell me it isn't worth mentioning. It's fucking worth mentioning, man. You know what I like? The sound a watermelon makes when you knock on it. That fucking noise. It's like a dull thud. That's fucking great. That's like you got to You got to It's like the sound a guy's head makes when you knock him out and his head hits the curb. That fucking sick, wet thud. Well, that's all right. We don't know wet thud, but just like, boink, boink, boink. you know what I'm talking about? I'm not Victor fucking Borga, but it's just like, you know, boink, boink, boink. there's a that's not bad. No, that's not. That's not it. I can't do it with my mouth. It's just it's like a no, it's I'm slapping my cheeks like a fucking idiot. I don't know how to explain it. What go go knock on a watermelon fucking don't don't make me prove it to you. I can tell you what it is, and then you can go out and do it. That's all that matters. Go, You go do it. You don't say, I go, you do. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the biting, that's delicious. And then the knocking on the watermelon, I don't know how to fucking do it. Uh, so, And that's, you know what? That's why I include it last on the list. Because, I mean, I can't do the fucking noise. If I could do the noise, if I could reproduce it for you, then it'd be fucking amazing. You'd be like, I know exactly what the fuck this guy is talking about. Yes. Uh, but I'm not a watermelon guy at all. I don't care for it. I, I hate it. I've hated it since I was a little kid. Uh, and because and you know it's got seeds in it, so there's a process. And, and then you buy a seedless one, which is just some fucking Joseph Mengele retooled watermelon. What the fuck? If you're gonna buy a watermelon, have the seeds in it. That's it's like those people who buy boneless chicken. What the fuck are you buying boneless chicken for? That's just that's just like eating a deflated tire with feathers on it. God damn it! Get a chicken with bones in it. Be a grown up. Be a fucking grown up and eat bone bone in chicken. Everything is better when it's bone in. That's exactly. I think that's that's a philosophy we can all subscribe to and live by. Everything is better when it's bone in. Bone in ribeye. Bone in chicken. Bone in tomahawk. Fucking chop. Step the fuck off if you're gonna take the bones out. Don't take the bones out. Look at the balls. Uh, <laughs> some will call me Tim. Uh, 
So, so uh, I don't, I don't understand the seedless watermelon concept. It's like, why are you? Why? It's like when they genetic and or they, they make a fucking square lemon. What the what the fuck? Why? What are you doing? Cure cancer. Look, and I don't think I'm out of line in saying that. You want to make a square lemon? You want to take seeds out of a fucking watermelon? You jagoffs, go fucking cure cancer, or or even start start small. Cure cure fucking mumps. Is mumps still around? I don't know if it is. Maybe they've eradicated mumps. If they've eradicated mumps, then yes, move on to the square orange. But if mumps is still out there, if rubella is out there, if whooping cough is out there, fix these fucking. If croup is still out there, cure that shit, man. Don't give me a round banana. I don't want a fucking round banana. You never try to peel a round banana? Holy fuck, is that a pain in the ass? I can't peel a round banana. But now you want me to fucking do it because you're like, ah, you're just showing off at this point. Hey, we made cherries shaped like dice. Oh, did you? Well, isn't that great? Aren't you a fucking champion? Hey, let me ask you this. Let me ask you. This. I'm gonna just go ahead and drop this on your lap. Hey, uh, have you have you have you thought about looking for a cure for cancer yet? Oh, what? Did I mention that I made cherries shaped like dice? Oh, did you? Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, let me ask you this. Have you uh have you gone ahead and cured any of these childhood diseases that are eradicating populations all over the earth? Hey, nay, the globe. Well, uh, I, uh, well, hold on a second. <laughs> boxcars. I just made cherry boxcars. Isn't that fucking awesome? No, no, it couldn't be less awesome. It couldn't. Cure chlamydia. You want to cure chlamydia? Great. Don't make cherry boxcars until you've cured chlamydia. I think I speak for all of us who want to keep sticking our dick into fucking weird shit. Do not fucking make cherry boxcars. Don't concentrate on that until chlamydia is eradicated. Wipe it the fuck out. But these motherfuckers making the seedless watermelons and the bullshit guy, I don't understand it. And look, I hang it on you too. It goes around your neck like a fucking millstone. Don't buy seedless bullshit. I don't know who you think you are. You're like, oh, look at this. It's fun. It's a seedless watermelon. It's kind of square. Fuck that, man. It's supposed to be round. A watermelon is supposed to be round. It is supposed to be. It's designed. A watermelon is designed that if you picnic on a hill and you forget and you put it on the grass, it will roll down that hill and you have to chase it comically Benny Hill style. That's why watermelons are shaped the way they are. Do not deprive the world of wacky 60s era English comedy. You can't fucking do it. Watermelons are designed to roll downhill at a picnic on a hill. That's it. Don't give me a square watermelon that stays in place and then doesn't have fucking seeds. That's not a watermelon. That's a that's a that's a frankenmelon. That's a fucking waterstein. I don't know, whatever you want to look at it. It's got a couple of bolts in its fucking watermelon neck, and it's just staring up at you, waiting to throw a kid into the fucking drink. You can't fucking do that. You're going to chase that watermelon with torches. I got news for you. You got a square watermelon, motherfucker. I'm coming at you with a fucking torch. Because I'm not about to let that fucking square-ass watermelon find my kid at the fucking pool and throw her blind ass into a goddamn river. Not happening. You fucking Boris Karloff watermelon-eating motherfuckers. Step off, man! Don't buy the seedless shit. Don't buy the square shit. It's not worth it. Is there any vegetable that's square? I don't think there is. No, right? That's not the square. Avocados are round. Peaches are fucking round. It's round. Round is a fruit shape. But don't make a round banana. Round round is a fruit shape. You know that, right? We all know this. <laughs> all right. Um, so in this salad, there was watermelon, which I don't care for. I'm not a fan. And yet she took the leap and she told me I would like it. And I said, nah. but I guess the key to this is here's the thing. You, you, you make this salad 
and you have to alternate ingredients that I like and I hate. Maybe that's maybe that's why I was on board because it's like a six ingredient salad and I like three of them. And and uh, and I can't argue with it. It was fucking delicious. So first you start with the watermelon. Now I again I fucking hate it. I hate it. Uh, not a fan. Uh, is it six ingredients or five? I can't remember what the fuck is. It's it's. I think it might be five. You know what? I, I, actually, that's it. No, it's six. It's six. Bullshit. It's six. Because um. But I don't hate. I, I, but I, you know what? I'm wrong. I don't hate three and three and like three. I like three, I hate two, and then one is uh, is up in the air. It's a coin flip. So that's why. So I'm up three, two in the things I like. So that's why. You know what? That salad works. You got watermelon. I hate it. Don't like it. But then you throw in onions. God damn, do I love onions. Now, onions also make the noise, but don't bite an onion like a fucking apple. What are you, an animal? What are you, a, a horse in disguise? Nobody wants to be like that. You just fucking eat an onion and stare at people are you just trying to scare people then that's that's some mr joshua shit you start biting into an onion and looking somebody in the eye <laughs> it's all fucked up don't be busey don't be fucking busey with his horse mouth biting into an apple and staring you in the fucking eye and spinning off the planet like fucking pluto you don't want to fucking do that god damn it that yeah biting an onion that's some serious mr joshua shit you stare a guy in the eye and bite an onion fuck that that's when you don't have a lighter when mr joshua doesn't have a lighter pulls an onion out of his pocket well actually he was wearing it on his belt because it was the style at the time and then he pulls it out and he bites it and he stares you in the eyes and you're like you guys are out there like fucking pluto because again when mr joshua's biting onions nothing good is about to happen but I like an onion in a salad. I do love it. I like an onion in a lot of... I like onions all over the fucking place. You know what I do? I go to my Mediterranean joint, and uh, I order, like, you know, they'll get fucking uh, kebabs and shit, but I'll order some uh, I'll order some shish, possibly some shish to wook, possibly some uh, some shish kebab. Uh, but usually I get a trout. Oh, I get a whole grilled trout. It's delicious. And, uh, and then there's a ton of hummus that I eat with that and some rice. But also, it comes with a side of sumac onions which is just onions and fucking parsley tossed with sumac. Oh, dudes, you know what? I could put a dressing on that and eat the fuck out of it. And I know you're thinking, Jesus Christ, that's a that's a bad breath festival. There's no doubt. Oh, there's no doubt. If I'm eating sumac onions, I will I, I will go ahead and put a sign on my door that says gone fishing. I absolutely. So nobody bothers me. So they don't have to get a fucking goddamn sumac onion breath blast right in their fucking face. They tip over and they're just like, what the fuck just happened? It's like, yeah, sumac onion day. That's right. You want a piece of me? I would actually order extra sumac onions. This is totally true. I would because I would get they give you a side of sumac onions along with the hummus. So I would get double hummus and double sumac onions. And then I would uh, I would throw the sumac onions in with the fucking meat and the and the rice and toss it up. And then I would also have like uh, sumac onions with the hummus on the fork. Oh, my God, do I love onions. So I love onions. So look at that. Look at me waxing rhapsodic and talking to you about how much I fucking love onions. Right now that that counteracts my hatred for watermelon. So there you go. You start with the uh, and look, I got to tell you this. There's like fucking, I don't know, 10 cups of watermelon in this thing and one onion. Which you're like, well, that just seems out of whack. But we know how powerful onions are. And we know that watermelon is a dick. Watermelon needs to have strength in numbers. He needs 10 fucking cups or whatever the fuck. So he tries to make his presence felt. He's dominating this salad. There's no doubt watermelon dominates this salad. But I can deal with it because the onion is lurking. And it's taking the edge off the fucking watermelon. It's like when people are like, man, I hate pineapple on pizza. You know what? You just haven't had it the right way. Here's what you need to have. Here's the pizza you need to order. Sausage, pineapple, and onion. Dudes... The onion takes the edge off the pineapple. It works perfectly. 
The sausage has the fennel thing happening. The pineapple mixes with the onion. It's sweet and it's and it's fucking kind of savory and it's delicious. Holy fuck, is it delicious? But you got. I will tell you this though. When they put pineapple on your pizza, you got This is a thing you have to tell them. You got to be prepared for this too. You got to tell them you want the pizza well done, not super crispy, not burnt. Say, hey, look, could you just make sure that the cheese is all browned on top? Here's the reason why. I've worked in pizza places. When you reach for the pineapple, inevitably you scoop the pineapple out of the can or the bin, you know, the the, Lexa, the, the Lexapro or whatever the fuck it's called, the Lexan, and uh, the, the hotel pan, uh, the, whatever the fuck they call them these days, the ramekin, and you scoop out the pineapple, you inevitably get a ton of pineapple juice because, you know, pineapple is inherently juicy, as you know. So then when you sprinkle the pineapple on the pizza, the juice is getting kind of all over the cheese, too. So now you're not just getting the sweetness of the pineapple, but you're putting kind of a, a coating of the juice, not a ton, but enough to where it's almost like double pineapple because you're putting pineapple and pineapple juice on top of the pizza. And then that impedes the cheese from browning because if you cook it just normal amount, you'll take it you and, and the cheese is, is not brown on top because the sugar in the in the pineapple juice didn't it, it might caramelizes before the cheese does. Do you know what I mean? So you might see brown, but it's the juice from the pineapple that caramelized, not the cheese getting brown or crispy. So what you do is with the pineapple, like I said, you get the pineapple and then the onions and the sausage, and that will all cook together because then the, the 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 grease from the sausage and then the juice from the onion will mix with the pineapple and then whatever the pineapple juice is and you cook it a little more and it bakes into the flavor. So you get like this almost a sweet cheese. You ever have farmer's cheese? When you get pierogies, you can get farmer's cheese. It's almost like this sweet cheese on top of the pizza. Uh, but it's still, that's just on the top. But then it's pure mozzarella underneath. And then you bite the pineapple with the sausage and the onion. Oh my God, dude. Can you tell I'm hard right now telling this fucking story? What's wrong with me? I am, I am so fucking raging right now. I might run off a goddamn batch while I'm talking to you. Uh, is my left hand free? It is. Uh, now it's not. Now it is. All right. Um, but that's why onion won't. So onion, when you got a watermelon, I don't give a fuck if you put a whole watermelon in the salad. You put one onion in, the onion does the heavy lifting. It comes in. It fights off, it fights off whatever watermelon bullshit you got rolling. So now you can just concentrate on the... Uh, so you got watermelon and onions in this thing, right? And you're like, all right, well, that's one thing Mike hates and one thing Mike's like, Mike's likes, Mike's likes. Let's do Mike's likes. What if we change the name of the podcast? What if I had started a new podcast? Hey, everybody, it's Mike's likes. Uh-huh. So then the next thing you put in here, believe it or not, Persian cucumbers. What? You're goddamn right, ladies and gentlemen. That That is a crispy and delicious and refreshing vegetable. And I know you're like, well, I'll just use an American cucumber. No, you fucking won't. Like most things in the world today, the Americans finish last in the cucumber derby, okay? You can get an English cucumber. English cucumber is also good. Persian cucumber is best. English cucumber is second. American cucumber, fuck that. The only thing that's good for is for some... uh, some porno where Belladonna doesn't have a baseball bat. All right. That's the only reason you want to use a cucumber. The cucumber, American cucumbers are porn cucumbers. Literally, you see some woman fucking sliding it in and out. And that's the thing. Persian cucumbers and English cucumbers are tiny and tasty and delightful. English aren't really tiny, but the Persians are smaller. Concentrated with crispiness and flavor. I eat them now. I ate them this week. I chopped up six English, uh, Persian cucumbers, threw them in a bowl with a bunch of Tajin seasoning. Thank you, Kiki. And then also some everything bagel seasoning. And I, and, I, and I shook that around. And then I chopped up some pastrami turkey and some mozzarella. And I threw that in the bowl. 
It was kind of an impromptu cob is what I had. Uh, again, we're singing the praises of salads. Why not talk to... Let's sing the praises of the impromptu cob that you didn't see coming. It's the cob you didn't see coming. Came sneaking around the corner right at you with pastrami-flavored turkey and fucking mozzarella cheese, chopped up with some Persian cucumbers and tagine seasoning, some bagel seasoning. Woo! That was a delicious, refreshing lunch. So the Persian cucumbers are the key, man. You can go English if you must. Never American cucumbers for this salad. They're not crisp enough. They don't count. Persian cucumbers are bite-sized little chunks. You chop them up, cut the fucking, cut it in half lengthwise. That's important. Cut the English or the Persian in half lengthwise, and then boom, 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 boom. Cut it into the half circles. You sweep them into the salad. You got, so now you got watermelon. You got onion. By the way, I should say this, red onion. I forgot to say that, didn't I? You can go Vidalia if you want, if you want a sweet onion in there, but the red onion, it adds that little fucking, uh, adds some bite, adds a little bite, a little spice, a little spice. Don't you want some fucking spice? Especially when you got watermelon. It's just a vehicle there to be used. That's all fucking watermelon is. Watermelon is just, just, is just like a, uh, I am not going to use the analogy that popped into my head, but it's just there to be used. That's what the watermelon is. It's, it's the iceberg in this salad. It's just the base. Uh, she said something about tip to base <laughs> beasties. Um, so there's the cubed watermelon. You got your sliced red onion. You got your, uh, you got your Persian cucumber cut in half lengthwise and then whack, whack, whacked into circles. English cucumber. If you must never American cucumber, because as I've mentioned, uh, as with many things you can talk about, uh, these days at length, America is coming in last. So in the cucumber derby, we got to put America at the bottom. Uh, and now you're like, well, that's two things Mike loves. Uh, and one thing Mike hates, we got to even up the score here. And this is where the root word of the fetid water that was spilled outside my house comes in. Uh, you, you throw in and this is, I, this, you throw in a fuck ton of feta cheese. I don't know if that's a proper measurement, but that's what I'm going to guess. Uh, because feta cheese is again, it's not my favorite cheese because it's, it can be chalky. It can, it can leave like a, a chalky feeling in your mouth, which I don't care for on my palate. But this, uh, it's probably like, is it a cup? I think it's probably a cup of feta cheese. That seems like a lot of fucking cheese. A quarter cup? I don't fucking know. I didn't make the goddamn thing. I just ate it. But the salad was there and, it, and, and, and the, uh, the cheese lived in it and it, was, it permeated the whole deal. So you've got the uh, you got the feta cheese in there, right? And that's uh, yeah, and that's crumbled in, and it's and it's salty, and it's creamy. That's the thing is you got to get a good feta because I've had bad feta that's like crumbly and bad, which nobody likes. That's like you can get a cotilla cheese, which is delightful, but sometimes if it's dry and crumbly, it can be like eh. But it's got to work with like the uh, the carne asada or the the meat, the juice from the meat mixes with the cotilla cheese and makes an entirely different taste. It's delicious, uh, but cotilla cheese on its own. You, you might as well just fucking lick, lick a, a fly paper. I mean, it's, it's just like fucking dry and it just leaves chalky lace in your mouth. It's just, you don't want it. You don't want it. But, um, but the, the, the same thing with the feta, like if you just eat plain feta, it's like, Oh Jesus fucking Christ. It's like a mouthful of baby powder. But if you get a creamy feta that you mix in with something, then it does, then it adds, then it's just, it's, it's along for the ride. Feta cheese is not Batman. It's Robin. Batman's taking care of everything. He's doing all the fucking badass shit. Robin's there if you need some help. He's there to add a little saltiness, a little flavor. That's what Robin is. Robin, the feta cheese is the Robin on, on board. Not the Batman. 
but you got to throw it in because it works because you got the sweetness of the watermelon. You got the fucking pungent red onion. You got the fucking crispy freshness of the cucumber. And then you put in the creamy saltiness of the feta cheese. Look at what I'm describing to you. Look at me describing me singing the praises of this goddamn salad. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, Mike, this is more than enough for me. This sounds like a delicious salad as is. I'm sure you think that you fucking jerk. But now I'm here to tell you, you can make it even better. What? Yes. You don't have to have just two things Mike likes and two things Mike hates to make a fucking salad. No, you need a fifth. You need a, you need a new friend in there. You need a fifth ingredient. And this fifth ingredient is something that I love. I'm going to tell you this right now. This is something that I fucking love. And, and you can't, I will not argue. I will not hear anything against it. You cannot come to me and go, well, what about this? No, fuck you. I love this. It belongs in this salad. It is the key ingredient. It is, it is as vital to this salad as a bowl because you can't just throw all this shit on the countertop and graze and eat it like fucking quick draw McGraw. You got to eat this fucking out of a bowl. You, and if you don't have this, you might as well not have a bowl. You got your watermelon. You got your red onion. You got your fucking Persian cucumber. You got your feta cheese. And now you know what you're adding to this salad. You know what's going to liven up this party? You know what's going to bring this to fuck? You, it, just, it brings it home. It brings it goddamn home in a green envelope. You better get yourself some motherfucking fresh basil and chiffonade the fuck out of that stuff. Oh, yes. Fresh basil. How amazing is fresh basil? I would eat fresh basil every day. Like, you know how grandpas have Werther's fucking candies in their pockets? I'm going to be a grandpa with a pocket of fresh basil. I'm going to dress like fucking Brando when he died in the Orange Grove in The Godfather. I'm going to stumble around with fresh basil in my pocket. Everybody's going to love me. I'm going to have like a, a flannel shirt and a linen pant. And a, and a sensible sneaker and a pocket full of basil. You can't fucking, you can't ask for a better old man than that. That is an old man. And I'm going to smell like club man aftershave. Oh my God. Am I going to be fucking admired and loved by the kids in the neighborhood? And they're going to be like, you have any hard candies, Gramps? And I'm be like, no, how about this basil? And they're going to go, well, yeah, you've changed the whole game. This basil is delicious. They're going to love it. It hits you right in the basil ganglia. It does. So now you got your watermelon. Fuck him. Now you got your onions. Yes, I love you. Now you got your cucumbers. Oh my God, you're the best. Now you got your feta cheese. Oh my God, die. But then to moderate this fight, it's like a referee. It's like a good tag team match. Onions and cucumbers are the road warriors. Watermelon and feta cheese. That's that's fucking Baron Von Raschke and the Crusher. They're about to get fucking worked by the road warriors. And the only thing that was missing is a goddamn referee like Fresh Basil leaves to go ahead and lean the Warriors' way. Not that they need the help. Onions and cucumbers don't need the help, but they'll take it. They'll take a lift. They just want to win, and they'll win any way they can. They snack on danger. They dine on death. That's how it works with onions and cucumbers, baby. And the Basil leaves are there to give a quick one, two, three when the fucking crusher goes down and the Baron's out. So that's what you got. That's your salad. And now you're like, well, Mike... I know you got a question. I can hear you right now. Hold on a second. I'm listening. Hold on. My ears to the, here's my ear on the microphone. Can you hear it? I just rubbed it against it. My ear is there because I'm listening to all of you. I don't know why your words would come through the microphone, but I'm hearing you anyway. And I'm hearing what you're saying. You're saying, Mike, that's, uh, that sounds great, but it's, uh, that's, that's only five ingredients. And you said there were six. Well, now, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, there's two that I hate and three that I love. And then there's a mystery ingredient that always changes the salad. There's a mystery ingredient that I, uh, I could hate it. I could love it. It's all up to you. It's all up to how you handle it. 
It's all up to what you decide to do here, ladies and gentlemen. And I can tell you this, what, uh, what my wife chose to do was the right thing. She came up with the sixth ingredient that, uh, that made me love this salad made me, I was, it was like, dudes, you have no idea. You have no fucking idea. She made her own vinaigrette. Now, I know you're thinking to yourself, like I said, there was vinaigrette with my ex-wife, certainly, but this was a vinaigrette. This was a vinaigrette of love. This was a vinaigrette when she envisioned a future for us. This is, this is a smell. I mean, when I said smells like Thursday, this is, this is a vinaigrette that she made uh, because she was like, you know what? I love this man, and I have faith and confidence that he's going to bring me everything that I need or want in this life, and we're going to be together for the rest of our times. And she was wrong. Clearly, she was wrong. But I'm glad that she poured all of that love into this vinaigrette that she made. Uh, this vinaigrette, dudes. Now, look, I'm not even a vinaigrette guy. I like a ranch dressing. Uh, occasionally, occasionally, get this. I like a green goddess. Ooh, a green goddess is delightful. Um, but when you go to a place and they're like, hey, let's go with just oil and vinegar. You're like, that's a good idea. Why don't I smash your hand with an Allen wrench? What if I do that? What if I just drive it through your fucking palm like Jesus nails? What if I did that to you? Would you want me to do that? How about I put your head in a fucking vice, dogs? Dogs, dogs, get your head in the fucking vice. Dogs, dogs, your head's in a fucking vice. Tell me, tell me, tell me you like the vinaigrette that's not oil and vinegar. Tell me you like a different kind of vinaigrette, dogs. Don't make me do this, dogs. Don't make me do this, dogs. Uh, <laughs> I get your head in a fucking vice, man. Tell me you love this vinaigrette. Uh, I oil and vinegar. No, thank you. I everybody's like, and I know cause that's the thing. It's like, I'm, I'm watching my weight. Do me a favor. Please just pour vinegar all over my food. So I hate it. That's all that you're saying. That's all you're doing at that point. Oil and vinegar. That's all you do. You're just like, ah, oh, fuck. You know what? I'm trying to lose weight. So do me a favor. You might as well just have oil and gasoline. Just do that. Do me a favor. Pour some kerosene on my salad. So I don't eat it. That's where I'm at. I'm trying to lose weight. So when you pour vinegar on my food, I fucking can't stand it. It's a trick I use. It's one that I use all the time. Hey, do me a favor. If you could make me a hamburger, but I'm really trying to hold on to my weight. I'm really not trying. Could you pour mortar oil all over my goddamn hamburger? That'll ensure that I don't need a bite of it and I'll lose fucking weight. It's fantastic. Fuck you, oil and vinegar. Nobody likes you. Nobody likes that. Everybody's like, it's a clean taste, a simple taste. No, it isn't. Now, I'll tell you what, you can whore it up. You can throw some balsamic in an oil and vinegar and that'll make that work. I, I, I must agree the balsamic at least gives it a little, a little bit, a little bit of charm. All right. The balsamic oil and vinegar, balsamic vinegar and oil, whatever the fuck. That's fine. That'll work. I don't care for it. It's not my favorite. Uh, but even that might work with this salad. But here's the thing my wife made and my ex-wife. Here's what she did before she ghosted me for all eternity. This is what my wife, <laughs> this is what my wife decided to do. She made a vinaigrette that had, uh, it had honey. And it had olive oil and it had salt and it had pepper. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, the honey just takes the place of the vinegar. It's a little sweeter and that should bring out the sweetness. And I'm like, you're right. That's right. There's no doubt. The sweetness of the honey works against the onion, but with the watermelon and then it brings everything together. So now we've got the creamy of the feta cheese with the salty. We've got the savory basil, which is just beautiful. We've got the Persian cucumber, which is crisp and refreshing. We've got the red onion, which is bitter, but doing some heavy lifting and fighting against the watermelon, which has no flavor whatsoever and just provides the which is great. And that's what you love. But you know what? Honey. Olive oil, salt, and pepper might sound like enough of a vinaigrette to you, but my ex-wife said, no, 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 no. Here's what I need to add. Here's what my ex-wife threw in with honey, olive oil, salt, and pepper, because she, you know why? Because she knew me. She knew who I was. She knew what I loved. She knew 
She knew how to wake up a pallet. Ah, my ex-wife knew how to wake up a fucking pallet. And you know what wakes up a goddamn pallet? Citrus. And and you know the easiest way to put some citrus? that Because, again, you've already got the sweet with the honey. So you're like, what about an orange? No, orange is sweet. Oh, what, what about a, what about a mango? No, no, honey mango doesn't work because you've already got a watermelon. Red, mangoes, it's just too forward. So you know what she does? Here's what she does. Fucking lime juice. And I know you were th- you were at home. You're going. He's going to say lemon juice. Fuck you, man. You thought you saw it coming, and my ex-wife went the other way, baby. You know why? Probably because she knew my favorite color was green. I like to think that's what she was thinking. That's that was the depth of love she had for me. That she knew that my favorite color was green, so she went lime. And she knew the difference. Lemon, look, lemon wakes you up. I squirt lemon on fucking everything these days. Everything when I bring my Mediterranean food home. Lemon on the fish. Lemon on the fucking hummus. I I love lemon, but boy, do I fucking love lime. And and when she she added the lime to the honey, the olive oil, the salt, the pepper, it just you know what it was. Because look, you got you got honey and olive oil, and you got salt and pepper. All right, that's. That's 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 the Beatles right there. That's the Beatles. And if and the lime, you know what the lime juice is? That's just that's if you went, hey, we love the Beatles. But what if what if somehow what if there was a way Eddie Van Halen could play with the Beatles? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be fucking astonishing? Wouldn't be that the, the, the greatest thing you ever saw in your life? So you got you got the honey which is the McCartney, you got the olive oil, which is the Lennon, you got the salt, which is the Harrison, you got the pepper, which is the Ringo. And then here you go, baby. The fucking Eddie Van Halen lime juice comes in, tapping furiously at the tax man. And that's a fucking quintet you can get behind, baby. And that's the sixth ingredient. And that's the key. That's the key, baby. Five ingredients, three, three, three that I love, two that I hate, and then a mystery ingredient. Like I said, you could make a vinaigrette I fucking hated and then make it three and three, and I'd probably still choke it down because that's still a decent salad. But I'll tell you what, if you really love me, if you care about me, you'll make a vinaigrette that I fucking enjoy, that I dig, and you'll tip it over. You'll tip it over into fucking four ingredients that I love and two that I hate, and you'll let that vinaigrette make everything else fucking sing. And you'll bring fucking Eddie Van Halen to the table and you'll make that vinaigrette everything it needed to be and goddamn more. And that's that's what I call singing the praises of a fucking salad. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm on there doing stuff like this all the goddamn time. Probably not, but something like this. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Snapchat. Did you know that? I am Mike40YOB at Instagram and Snapchat. Mike40YOB at Instagram and Snapchat. Please find me there. I'm also on TikTok. I never open it. Never, never, never. But uh, but it's there. Please. Uh, go ahead and check me out on TikTok. I'm there. Send me a note or send me a thing of you dancing. Uh, and there you go. Find me there. Our good friend Ryan Dirks does all of the uh, web stuff for this show. You can find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Our friend KC Bills is doing the uploading of the, uh, <coughs> pardon me, <laughs> of the YouTube stuff. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. Uh, and of course, David Hernandez. 
does all of the the music and the artwork for this show. You can find him facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. He's up there. He's and he's the busiest man alive. I shouldn't even be I should this motherfucker should be plugging me at this point. Uh, facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Find him. He does the artwork for this show that you can see in my Facebook timeline every week. He does those. Uh, he does the, also the artwork for the Westside 86 Jokers page. Every two weeks, he puts up a new Joker. It's going to be up there staring you in the face and looking amazing because the guy's a fucking talented genius. Uh, and also, if you become his friend at Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez, you can go into his photos and look at all the artwork that he's done for my page in the past, what he's done for the Jokers page, what he's done for his own page. He's a meme maker, a life taker, a goddamn soothsayer, and a fucking salt shaker. The guy will get it done. Uh, he's a mover and a shaker and you can see all of the artwork that he's done for his page, my page, all the other pages. He's done just so much fucking great work and it's all right there. If you become his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez, go ahead and look today and see what the man is bringing to the table. All of these amazing things for you to look at and enjoy. Uh, he also has a, a, a cult that you might want to join. That's right. It's a cult. It's called This Is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb. It's a page on Facebook. If you become his friend on Facebook, then you can find his cult, and then you can reach out to him and say, hey, I want to be a member. He'll send you some questions that you have to answer in order to become a member, and then once you answer them, you're in there, and now you're uh, now you're having fun. You're doing memes with everybody else. You're posting stuff that's dumb, and Mex gives you a fucking smite, and everybody yells at you, and then uh, there's a dude named Slumpus McGrumpus. He's there. He's fucking having a good time, and I think there was a there's a, a fucking refrigerator with a toupee. That's lurking. Then there's a hot Ann Margaret looking fucking chick where you can kind of see her silhouette, see the thigh gap on her. Oh, I think it's thigh gap Tina. Is that her name? Might be thigh gap Tina. You got uh, you got Christopher Hitchens who's, who can be turned into an omelet. Look, you got also I, I can't look. I know it sounds silly coming out of my mouth, but he makes it all make sense at his page. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. It's there for the taken. It's there for you to peer at and stare at and contemplate and look at and love and dream about all of those things are there waiting for you to do them. So go and be his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez, and then find the page. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. And then everybody's like, what the fuck you did that? And you're going to be like, yes, I did. You'll be so happy. You did. Uh, and he also does artwork by the way, for you, for me, for them, for everybody, everybody, everybody gets painted by Mex. Um, Oh, fuck. But first, before I do that, did you know that that man has a podcast? What the fuck? You're like, wait a minute. He's got a cult. This guy, he's doing artwork for you. He's doing other artwork and he's got a goddamn podcast. You're damn right. He does the phlegm cat podcast. P H L E G M C A T podcast. Uh, probably the only podcast available right now where you can hear the phrase. Fuck you midget. Uh, available right now. Go ahead and check it out. Um, it is available in the iTunes store or the Apple podcast space, whatever they're calling it these days. It is the phlegm cat podcast. It is amazing. It is David, our incredibly funny and talented friend bringing you stories and music and, and characters and just doing a fucking a bang up job of being the Renaissance man that I've known him to be all of these years. Go ahead and download it and subscribe, please. If you would, the phlegm cat podcast Available now in the Apple uh, podcast space. Why not? Check it out. Uh, he does amazing work. You should go ahead and hear it. And uh, he also, like I said, does artwork. He does a ton of artwork for his pages and my pages, but he can do artwork for you. If you ever thought to yourself, well, fuck, once you go and you look at all of his stuff and you're like, man, I want this guy to do a fucking artwork thing for me. Well, then all you got to do is contact him. 
Like I said, become his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and reach out. He'll do your Facebook caricature. He'll, he'll paint you a painting of your dog. He'll paint a painting of your sister. He'll, he'll sculpt a macaroni sculpture of your aunt. He's willing to do any and all of these things. He's there. If the money's right, the guy will come through. He can fucking make it happen for you because, again, he is one of the most talented people you will ever lay eyes on. You will ever contact. Look, I say this. If you write him a note on Facebook and he writes you back, you have instantly been contacted by the most talented person you've ever been in contact with in your entire goddamn life. And don't give me this bullshit like you hugged Edie Gourmet once. Nobody fucking cares. Mex writes you. It sticks. So write him. Hire him. Let him do your artwork. You can check out the artwork there on Facebook and see the things that he's done. But also, here's this. He's got a website. If you want to see a different style of artwork, you can go to his website and check that out. Where's the website, you ask? Well, I'm here to tell you, goddammit. Go to artbydmh.com. That is A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, the Sands Casino is proud to present Bobby Vodka and Zellman. Hey, how long have I been on? Hey, Zellman. Hey, Bobby. Hi, everybody. How'd all these people get in our hotel room? Well, Bobby, you've been in the Anazette. You're on stage. I know. I love the Tropicana. Well, Bobby, too bad you're at the Sands. I know we're at the Sands. I'm just kidding. It's a good job anyway, though, right, Zellman? Oh, it's the best job I ever had, Bobby, and I had a lot of jobs. You did? Yeah. My first job ever, I worked at my grandfather's bagel factory. What'd you do there? I was in charge of putting holes in the bagels. How'd that go? Well, six weeks later, I found out they had a machine for that. No oh, fuck! Oh, no. Yeah, and then after that, I worked for some of your people. My... We're going to try that again, Zellman? I think we're going to have to. Hold on there, Bobby. You know, after that, I got a job with some of your people. My people? Who? Yeah, I worked as an Italian tailor. Doing what? Well, I had my own department. I was in charge of some men's shoelaces and piano wire ties. Wop, wop. Oh, no. Yeah, and then, but this is still my favorite job, because the job I had before this, I got fired. Fired for what? Well, I worked at my grandfather's phlegm farm. What happened? I dropped a basket of... Ding dong! Oh no! Slap my ass and call me Christmas! Somebody get Frank to get the drinks! Take us all, Bobby Rocker! Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away! Oh, come on, gentlemen. Not that kind of fly. You know, I've been thinking about it during the break, and uh, and this is a, this is a show you should share with your friends and family. This is this is because look, sometimes we can get uh, certainly I'll say things that people don't agree with, or I can say things that make people go, "What the fuck?" Uh, case in point, that right there. But this is this is like almost a wholesome show. We're talking about salads. Uh, we're impugning lettuces. I, how do you not share this with people you know? I'm demanding it. I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to do this. This is a call to arms. I, I say, I put it to you, Greg. Is this not an indictment of our, of our society, of the United States of America? Gentlemen, uh, I think this is one you should tell people about. I, I'm enjoying this show. All right. Uh, weird to say, I know. I would look because I I'm untethered. I'm unbound from my shackles this week. I, I don't I didn't tie my brain up into a knot going, what should you do? I just turned on the mic and I did it. And I, I'm enjoying it. We had a brief interlude in the middle. 
And then we talk, it brought us to a salad time, and it, we, we reached the salad finish line. Look, I'm only recapping what you've just heard, certainly, which maybe now makes you not want to share this show. But yet, but yet, I tell you now that this is a show worth sharing. This is a sharing show. Get a friend and grab a couple of straws and plunge them both into the glass with this fucking show in it and suck it up. The two of you make an eye contact the entire time, just fucking using your lips and pulling on those straws and both of you drawing me into your bodies. Let's fucking make that happen. Get a friend on board and two straw this motherfucker. This is, this show is a two straw show. Two straw this motherfucker, motherfucker. All right. Hi, I'm Mike. How you doing? Good? <laughs> Still? Man, oh man, you know what? Here's the thing I want to tell you about. We got sponsors. What? Yes, we have sponsors, ladies and gentlemen. First, let's talk about our good friend, Fearful Jesuit, who's out there striding the boards. What's the word? Trotting the boards? I don't know. He's he's beating the bushes. Certainly, he's doing that, trying to find conspiracy theories about, ironically enough, the bushes. (laughs) He's looking for some Jeb Bush conspiracy nonsense behind every tree. He's got his uh, he's got his magnifying glass. He's trying to find clues. He's like Robert Palmer. He's out there looking for clues uh, and trying to figure out exactly what uh, to tell you about regarding conspiracies going forward. Right now, he's got a seven minute interstitial that's telling you about what's to come because he's re re rejiggering the show. He's reconnoitering and trying to figure out what to do with the show. Uh, it might be coming out bi-weekly. It might be coming out weekly. Who knows, man? He, the man can't decide. He's trying to figure it out, but he's putting out a lot of shows for you to consume because, uh, quite frankly, the guy can't fucking keep up with all the conspiracy bullshit we got flowing around in the world today. Um, quite frankly, I wish there was one letter of the alphabet that would go away entirely, but for some reason... Fearful Jesuit thinks it's the greatest thing ever invented, and I don't understand it, but that's him, and that's why you want to listen to his goddamn show, because he can make sense of it like only he and Dana Unicorn can. The Paranoid Strain podcast is available right now in the iTunes store. You can go ahead and download it, download this week's seven-minute special, or you can go ahead and check out all of the other amazing episodes from the past. Look, just fucking subscribe. Then you'll get all of this goodness put into your feed. You'll listen to it. You'll be like, oh, my God, this world has gone to hell. Yes, it has. As if I hadn't been telling you this enough, you'll get it from the, right from the mouth of a guy in a broom closet. He tells you right away, everything's gone to complete nut or hell. He's ready to go ahead and fucking make sure you know about it. You take it to heart. Uh, along with his lovely and talented assistant, Dana Cunicorn, who's just, uh, she's just so goddamn smart with her smart glasses and her clipped voice. And she's just bringing you all the information you could possibly need about terrible conspiracy theories. Uh, they're a formidable team. You should listen to them now. The Paranoid Strain Podcast is available in the iTunes store or the Apple iTunes uh, podcast space, whatever they're calling it. Uh, go ahead and download it now. Go ahead and subscribe now so you've got the other episodes when they're rolling off the old assembly line. My man is working hard and getting it done, so you want to be there for the new ones when they come out hot and steaming and fresh and ready to be jammed right into your fucking skull. Uh, he's done all sorts of shows in the past. You know, you can get just before the interstitial, there was the recap show uh go ahead and listen to that as well listen to all of them they're great if you want to write him a note to tell him how great he is and tell him how great i am i don't know why you'd write him a note for that but why not drop it in his lap the paranoid strain at gmail.com the paranoid strain at gmail.com do me a favor please write him a note tell him that you heard about the show through me uh it keeps him on board with sponsoring the show it makes him happy it makes us happy 
It makes you happy. That's the most important thing. By the way, I use the royal us for me because it's just fucking me. <laughs> Lily left. Dave's got his own projects going on. This is this is this has never been more of a one man operation than it is now, for fuck's sake. Uh, but that's fine, right? We'll we'll soldier through. I'm carried aloft. I'm born aloft on the soldiers of those who on the shoulders on the soldiers on the shoulders of soldiers. I'm born aloft on the shoulders and so of soldiers who came before me and certainly helped this all happen. And one of those shoulders I'm perched upon is that of fearful Jesuit. And the other is Danny Unicorn, who is quite frankly straining to hold up my ever increasing quarantine weight. But I'm glad for her to be there. And the two of them have me thrust upon them as I reach for the sky with their help download their show the paranoid strain it's available right now in the itunes store the apple uh, apple podcast space god what do i have to call it that fuck you why'd they change it stop changing things i don't want things changed you dicks how dare you change so many things uh so that's it man he is the badass sponsor and we love him fearful jesuit the paranoid strain podcast available right now in the itunes store go grab it uh, our good friend Rob Matsushita, of course, does the uh, YouTube videos for youtube.com slash stay home 2020. Uh, he's there and they're on hiatus. I will tell you this there. Go watch the ones that they have. The latest one uh, had, you know, three interconnected stories with the same stage play. But now they're taking a little bit of a break. They're back September 16th. But 11 episodes are live now at youtube.com slash stay home 2020. Rob Matsushita, playwright, filmmaker, friend. Uh, he's available right now at youtube.com slash stay home 2020. All 11 quarantine episodes are available. And by the way, that's stay home 2020 youtube.com slash stay home 2020. That's his page. They're taking a break now, like I said, till September 16th, which is uh, that's a tidy month long break. But because, again, it's just look, man, you got to make films. You got to You got to edit. You got to get people to do their work. It's just uh it's an amazing three ring circus and he's the fucking ringmaster of the whole thing and he's putting it together and he'll be back live on September 16th with some new content for you. But in the meantime, go ahead and check out the 11 episodes available now at youtube.com slash stay home 2020 youtube.com slash stay home 2020 11 clips made by Rob Matsushita uh, there for you to enjoy and peruse or peruse and enjoy you handle it in whatever fucking uh, whatever order you want to do it. You can you can enjoy them first and then peruse them. Or you can peruse them and say you enjoyed them. Who knows, man? Check them out. He's uh, quarantine doesn't lead to a lot of great things, but it's led to this great thing. Our friend uh, Rob Matsushita busting out his creativity and putting up a channel for you to check out. YouTube.com slash stay home 2020. Check it out. Did you know that I'm on Cameo? I am. What? Yes. You can hire me to make a phone call. Well, it's not a phone call. It's a video. And then you watch it later or your friend watches it later. Uh, did your friend get gonorrhea and you want, you want to make fun of him? A yawn hit me weird. Did your friend get gonorrhea and you want to make fun of him? Then you know what? I'm your guy. Did your friend draft the wrong player in a fantasy football and you want to taunt him? I'm here for that. Did your friend have a baby and you don't think he's going to be of any of the skills that it would take to be a father and you worry that his child will perish in flame. I am the man to book for that job. Please hire me for any and all of these circumstances, whether it be birthdays or the fear that a child will perish in flame. I am the one to have on speed dial bookcameo.com. You can put it on your laptop and look it up and see me. You'll see all the older ones that I've done for uh, I've I've done them for children. I've done them for sex workers. I will do one for you. God damn it. I will. I 
No, I can't. I won't say that. All right, let's move on. I almost, you know what? Because again, you know, the well, the comic trope would be, I've done it for children. I've done it for sex workers. Will I do it for children's sex workers? See, that's what you would normally say. But I would never say something like that. So I'm avoiding it. And we're tap dancing away from it as quickly as we possibly can. But that doesn't mean you can't hire me. Bookcameo.com. You can check it out and watch all the ones I've done in the past for some reason. I, people pay for them and then they become public, which makes no sense. Uh, but also... You can uh, get it on your phone. Download Cameo to your phone. Why wouldn't you do that? Put Cameo on your phone. Hey, look, it's not like you don't have enough goddamn things on your phone, right? Already your privacy is being compromised at every turn. So by all means, let Cameo go ahead and get a piece of where you are and what you're doing. If you're if you're off somewhere at the strip club and you wonder if Cameo knows where you are, uh, they do because you put them on your phone and they're following you right now trying to figure out exactly where you are. Eventually, that's what's going to happen. Cameo's going to be like, dude, you should totally like book a secret message for your cousin from a celebrity. You're like, that's an awesome idea. Hey, Gilbert Gottfried, tell my cousin he's a fucking jagoff. And Gilbert does that. And then you go to a strip club and you're having champagne in the champagne room and you're like, this is fucking awesome. I hope my wife doesn't find out. And then all of a sudden, bling, Cameo says, hey, man, are you in the champagne room at fucking at, at pussy galores? We're telling your wife, unless you book another message for your cousin from Gilbert Gottfried. And you're like, oh my God, I didn't realize I was now in a goddamn pitch and catch relationship with Gilbert Gottfried and my cousin. I don't want to be the conduit. I don't want to be the middleman for constant Gottfried messages. And yet here you are because you trusted Cameo and you put them on your phone because that's common. We get benign apps on on our phone and we're like, well, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I don't mind having an app called Calm that calms me down. It gives me a chant. Uh, but eventually that thing's going to get sentient and you're going to be sleeping and you're just going to hear like, and you'd be like, what the fuck is that? That's not calming at all, but it's coming out of the calm app. It's a chant. And they're going to be like, no, meditate. And you're going to be like, I'm trying to sleep. They're like, fucking meditate, man. They're trying to get that. It's droning in your brain. And that's a meditation call for you. You got to get up. So then you're going to have to wake up at all hours of the night just to satisfy the calm app. That's not calming at all. You're going to be nervous. You're going to be sweating with your palms. You're going to be chewing on your nails. And so that'll be anti-calm. Then you know what you got to do? You got to download the anti-calm app. So that tries to go against calm. And then you have an app v. app fight with anti-calm versus calm as you're trying to just go ahead and relax. And then the fucking Geechee Manitou pops up every time you try to sleep while you're having an app fight on your goddamn phone. Don't let that be your future. Book me on Cameo. I can assure it doesn't happen. I know you don't think I can, but booking me on Cameo prevents an app fight in your phone and will certainly strike right out of there. It's kicked out. Your SIM card goes right into the fucking drink. Kicked out of your phone directly into a pile of a pile of water. Who has a pile of water? <laughs> a puddle of water or a bowl of water. Oh man, check out that pile of water. I'm going to do that. You know what? I'm adopting that. I'm going to say things are things that they're not from now on. When I see something, I'll be with a friend. I'll be like, like I see the ocean. I'm going to go, man, that is a huge pile of water. He's going to go, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm going to go, what are you talking about? It's a pile of water. He's going to go, that's the ocean, man. So, so what? It's a pile of water, isn't it? That's from now on. That's what the ocean is. Just a stupid pile of water. <laughs> Dude, I'm cracking myself up. All right, uh, I say pile of, from now on, pile of water is my saying. That's what I'm going to go with. Book me for Cameo. This is the magic you're missing if you don't. Hire me for Cameo to talk to your friends, your neighbors, whoever the fuck you want me to go ahead and talk to and tell them that they stink or that they're awesome. That's it. No, no in between. I can't call anybody and go, you know what? You're fine. No, no, I, there is no fine. There's no fucking fine. I, it's, it's me just saying, you know what? You're great or you stink. That's how I handle my Cameos. Um, 
it's funny. I was watching. Uh, I watched movies yesterday with with Beach, and uh, we do Zoom movie night. Try to do it a couple times a week. It's pretty fun, and um, and so last night I, she lets me pick the movies because there's a bunch of movies she hasn't seen, and then I and I always I'll pick a movie because it's awesome. Now I've been trying to watch some movies that I haven't seen before. Like I watched Hereditary. And I watched Logan Lucky. Those are movies that I haven't seen. We watched Crawl, which is like an alligator movie. Uh, but then I made her watch Mandy. I didn't make her. She was on board. We watched Mandy. We watched Zodiac. We watched Social Network. Um, you know, some some cool ass movies that I've seen that I love. Uh, and I want to expose her to because they're fucking fantastic. We watched There Will Be Blood. Um, these are just fantastic films. And also, I'll tell you what, that's a pretty cool usage of quarantine. Like, you know, you know me, I do these deep dives into Twitter and I hate everybody and everything and the fucking world is ending, whatever. But then when you sit down, you watch the social network and you're like, God damn, this is this is a song. Or you watch Zodiac and you're like, this is a fucking magic trick. I mean, what a what a fucking movie. And so last night uh, we watched The Departed. Which is a uh, which is as you know is just fucking fantastic. It's just glorious. DiCaprio's so good in it, dude. You know me. You know I love tough guy fighting bullshit. And when he fucking smashes the glass into the guy's head when when the guy asks if he's on his period, and then fucking Ray Winstone puts him against the wall and he's still got his fists up like he's gonna fight him, and he's like, hey, you know me. Yeah, I knew your Uncle Jackie. Oh, it's fucking great. Now, there are guys you can hit. And I'm the guy to tell you there are guys you can hit and guys you can't. Now, this isn't exactly a guy you can't hit, but I'm telling you, don't fucking hit him. God damn it, dude. The Departed is so good. So uh, but, so I said to her last night, I go, you know what? There's a movie because <clears throat> we're also we're watching on Amazon or on Netflix. And we're trying to watch movies that are free, of course. But Departed wasn't free. And I really wanted to see it last night. So I was like, look, The Departed costs money. I'll, and I said, I'll pay for it. She's like, oh, my God, stop. It's four bucks. Um I said, do you want to watch? I go, there's The Departed. There's a few other movies. There's Donnie Brasco. Because I wanted to watch Crime. I wanted to watch that. So I said, you know, obviously Goodfellas Casino. Um, but she's seen The Godfathers. And I, I have The Godfathers on DVD. So I was like, uh, you know what? Donnie Brasco or Casino or or um, or The Departed is, is kind of a like a crime movie. And Scorsese, it's great. Taxi Driver's on here, whatever. And, but I wanted to watch The Departed. And so I was kind of like leaning that way. I kept bringing it up which is what I do when I want to, when I want my way, just ask, ask my former salad maker <laughs> slash Butler. She'll tell you. Uh, and so, and so Beach was like, yeah, I, you know, the, the departed sounds great. Cause I said, cause then I'm like selling it. I'm like, it's got Leonardo DiCaprio. It's got Martin Sheen. It's got Alec Baldwin. It's got Mark Wahlberg. It's got Jack Nicholson. It's got Ray Winstone. It's got fucking Matt Damon. She's like, Oh man. She goes, well, it sounds, uh, well, yeah, that sounds fine. And, uh, I said, wait a minute. What? She goes, it's fine. Yeah, we'll watch that. I go, well, no, no, no. All right, I got to ask you something. I go, do you really want to see this? She goes, well, you said it's great, right? And I go, yeah. And she goes, all right. Well, yeah, that's fine. And I go, no, no, no. I go, it's, it can't be fine. If it's fine, that's you just saying that you're settling. You're settling because I'm saying to you, do you want to watch this? It's a really fucking great movie. And you're like, yeah, that's fine. I go, is that just me reading into this? She goes, oh my God, yes. This is absolutely you reading into this. She goes, I'm excited to watch it, but yes, it's fine. I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I go, yes, but maybe you're not agreeing as enthusiastically as I wanted you to <laughs> in my brain. That's what I'm saying. And she's just like, no, no, this is this is your thing. Like you're reading into me saying fine as indi- indicative of me not wanting to see it. Because again, I want, I want her to go, yeah, that'd be great, honey. I totally want to see that. Um, but that's because I'm a child and you're you're looking to 
My entire life is trying to please an imaginary parent. And the ghost of that imaginary parent inhabits whomever I'm engaging with at that moment. Whether it's Beach, whether it's Mex, uh, uh, whether it was my ex, whether it was anybody, I was trying to please that imaginary parent. And, and that's not fair to them because I'm now I'm putting them in the parental role uh, and acting like a child. So then they have to deal with that part of it, too, which is just it's not fair to them at all. And it's still in me at 53. I, I know it's there. I try to fix it. I know when I'm doing it. And and I'll still try to backshift out of it. But it's just it's just I'm not successful all the time. But but I did recognize it last night. So I said, is this just me like projecting? She goes, oh, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm, I want to see it. Uh, and then we watched The Departed. And the scene where fucking DiCaprio throws three elbows in fucking Damon's face. God damn it. Spoiler alert. All right. It's uh, shut the fuck up. It's just it's so good. Love that movie. And uh, and so I got to watch it last night. I don't know why the fuck I'm bringing that up. But there you go. So book me for cameo. Is that what I was saying? <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> book me for cameo. Um, I'm there. I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready to be part of your life. All right. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel. Did you know that? We do. YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can go check me out on there. It's uh, eh, nothing really to write home about. Just, uh, just you know, the archives of 12 years of my life. All the podcasts are there. Some old school, way, way back in the day stand up. And then plans to do more going forward. Oh, we say it all the time. I have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Streaming all the time, playing games. This week, we decided to play a game called Fall Guys which uh, I'm going to describe it the best I possibly can. It is, it is just a goddamn battle royale free-for-all, and I'm a clitoris in the middle of all of it. And I know you're going to be like, what the fuck does that mean? Well, I'm not going to describe it any further. You've got to tune in and check it out. If I'm playing Fall Guys on Twitch, go ahead and watch me be a fucking rampaging clitoris, and you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about because my fucking clit does not take any shit in that game. Uh, so go ahead and watch me do that. Sometimes we play a sword game and we kill people. Sometimes we play puzzles. Uh, we do all sorts of fun stuff on the Twitch channel. Sometimes I'm just yapping. Uh, this week I talked one time for an hour and 20 minutes, just talking and having fun. It was fun. Well, fun for me. Maybe not fun for anybody else, but I had a good time. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Go ahead and find me on there. I'm, tw- I'm usually streaming about five days a week. Now, I will tell you this. Uh, there won't be any streaming um, this upcoming week, Monday through Friday. It's a long story. Uh, it's not a long story. I'll tell you in a minute. But uh, yeah, but but still... Follow and subscribe to the channel. I'll be there. Uh, this is Saturday. I'm recording this Saturday early, and I'll be here Saturday later in the day. I'll be here Sunday, uh, but then I'm gone for five days. But it doesn't mean you can't tune in and check out the old clips. Boy, they're great. Go watch me being a rampaging clit or being a guy with a swinging sword, a whistling S in my swinging sword. Go ahead and watch all that nonsense. It's fucking fun. YouTube.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm there. Find me. I'm great. Uh, so that's YouTube. That's Twitch. Uh, what else can I tell you guys? Something else fun. Oh, you know what? There's a Patreon page. Did you know that? Yeah, there is. If you want to support the show, this is a really good time to support the show. If you've ever thought to yourself, I need to support Mike's show, or I'd like to support Mike's show, this is a very good time. Because as you know, we live in a coin flip world these days, and uh, I've called Tails, and I'm waiting for it to land. I, why do I call Tails? Because of number 87. You're goddamn right. The ghost of the post, Dave Casper, always called Tails, so I always call Tails. Uh, but it's still spinning in the air. I don't know what it's going to land on, but if you support me, perhaps tails will come up. 
Now, if you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, in the upper right-hand corner of every page, you're going to see a little Schmitty there with his pocket out, and it says Donate. You can click on that and send me something through PayPal. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Now, you can set up a monthly PayPal thing if you want, or you can just send a one-time donation, which is super cool, and I appreciate you very much for thinking of me. That's awesome and great. You can also support on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. You can subscribe there with Amazon Prime. I get five bucks off of that. Every time you have an Amazon Prime subscription, that's fucking cool. You can do it once a month and re-up every month, and I appreciate it. costs you nothing, man. Gets me five bucks, and I do appreciate that. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Or you can just send bits or whatever the fuck they got there on Twitch, and that helps out too. You're, you're awesome. Um, but then uh, there's also the, the uh, PayPal way to do it or the Patreon page. There's a, did, you, did you know that? I have a Patreon page. I do, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. Or you can just put in Patreon, Mike Schmidt Comedy, whatever you'll fucking find me. And I come up, there's my face, there's little Schmitty, and you can become a Patreon of the page. I'd appreciate it very much. Uh, that's super cool that you would do that because you know what? You'll be joining people like our great friend, Nicholas James. Nicholas James bumped up his monthly Patreon donation this week. Thank you, Nicholas. You're super cool to do that. I appreciate you stepping up. I appreciate you bumping up. And I appreciate you leveling up to think about me on, on, uh, and helping me. That's really cool, especially in these uncertain times. I know it's probably uncertain for you and everybody else, but for you to think of me while this is going on, that's fucking special. And I appreciate that, Nicholas James. Thank you so much for reaching out, bumping up your Patreon monthly, and, uh, and taking care of it. You're the coolest of the cool. And you guys can do that, too. Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. Become a patron of the page. And as always, like YouTube, all plans ahead to do things on there, at least do a video and say hi. Uh, all sorts of stuff. So if you could do that, that'd be great. Thank you so much on the Patreon page. Go ahead and subscribe. Uh, like our friend Nicholas James did bumping up his subscription. You can do the same thing over there now. Why not? And, uh, you know, I thank you guys all the time because you're amazing. You always reach out and you do cool things, whether you're subscribing on Patreon, you're reaching out via PayPal, uh, the Twitch channel. You've, you've really stepped up in these uncertain times to go ahead and help the show with donations and support. And I cannot thank you enough. I keep saying it all the time. I hope it never loses its impact. I hope I never sound like I'm ever just kind of going through platitudes or going through the motions because you are really kind of saving my life here. You're letting me uh, earn a living doing the thing I want to do most in the world and the thing that I'm best at. And I've, I, I told you many, many times I've said this <clears throat> from year one all the way to now. There is no greater gift in the world than to be paid to be yourself. And when you step up and you donate via PayPal, when you become a Patreon subscriber, when you send something like our friend Tanya always does through, uh, through PayPal as well when she's watching on Twitch, when you donate bits as people do all the time or Amazon Prime subscriptions as they do, when our friend Jeremy Herbal goes insane and brings a hype train uh, out there over there on Twitch, um, all of this, every fucking penny, every dime is incredibly helpful and advances my cause and keeps me afloat and lets me uh, do what I do unencumbered. I mean, this is, you know, look, man, like I said, I, I twist myself into knots like I did last week, but then I come here and I do a fucking show that right now, honestly, you should share with everybody because it was fucking crazy funny and just breezy. And I, I love doing these kinds too. Um, I love doing this. I love talking. I love that's all because you know what? It's all I can do, but also it's what I love to do. I'm best at it. And every time you support anything you give at all keeps me moving forward and allows me to keep doing this for you, for me, uh, for us. So thanks, man. Thanks for thinking of it. And so I want to bring up a, a guy I've mentioned on here many times. 
Uh, our good friend Blind Scott. Now, I think, I've, as I've mentioned in the past, I don't know if I should call him Blind Scott, but it turn, turns out he loves Blind Scott. He loves being called Blind Scott, and he is crazy blind. He is, holy shit, who put that mailbox there blind? That's how blind this guy is. Uh, I thought it was like he was like squinty blind. No, 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 no. He is... He is Beethoven blind. Beethoven was deaf. That is that is incorrect. I apologize. Let me go ahead and retract that. Uh, no, man, he's just he's like, holy fuck, who moved the couch blind? And that's fine. That's awesome. But he has reached out to me with uh, with with what I'm going to call uh, an unbelievable offer. And and he's I accepted it and he's in the midst of it. And I can't believe this is happening, but he's doing it. Um, I should also tell you, there's a friend, David Williams is a playwright and David Williams also reached out to me with an offer as well. I'll, I'll mention David. David Williams said to me, you know, one of the cool things he's like, Hey man, cause he, he's very good at transcribing things. Our friend, David Williams. And David was like, cause he transcribed the seven 11 story for me when I was going on the road once. And he actually transcribed like a stage show I did. And he's like, man, I would be willing to transcribe some of your best stories. And he thought I could put them into a book. <clears throat> and I, I think that's a cool idea. I don't know how many people buy a fucking book. I have no idea. Then I was like, well, could I do Amazon singles or whatever the fuck? I, again, you're always, it's this weird hustle and always looking for an angle. And like I said, I'm always in your pocket and it feels weird, but it was a great offer from David. It was such a great offer that I've never answered him uh, because I didn't know how to answer him. I, I, I mean, he's, I'm, I'm grateful and I want to appear gracious that he would go ahead and offer to do something like this. And I will contact him this week and I will tell him thank you uh, because he's going to hear this on the show anyway. And now he's going to be mad. Um, but Blind Scott reached out and instead of Blind Scott saying, hey, I'm going to do a, well, if you got like three stories or whatever, we can compile into a book. Blind Scott said, uh, hey, man, what if I transcribed all 12 years of your show? Um, and uh, as I've done for David in the past and I'm and I did for for Blind Scott this time. I, I went in my brain. I went, that's a fantastic idea. You will never do this uh, because I, I don't think uh, I here's what I said to blind Scott. I, I literally said to him, I go, look, man, this is awesome that you want to do this. What would I have to pay for this? He's like, I want to do it because it helps me practice my transcribing. I want to get it done, uh, but I just want to do it to support the show. And I said, that's fantastic. But I'm going to tell you this. This is this is a task that is Herculean. At, at least and impossible at best. I said, you don't understand how much talking I do in an episode. And he's like, no, no. He goes, I figured it out. You know, uh, uh, like uh, I think he said a half hour show or an hour show is is eight pages of dialogue. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, an hour show is eight pages. So, you know, I figured it'll be like that. And I said, okay. I said, but you don't want to do this. I'm telling you, you do not want to, <laughs> you don't want to undertake this burden, man. And he's like, no. I totally want to do it. I want to do it for you. I want to do it for the show. It also gives me an opportunity to listen to the older shows and laugh my ass off again. And it's good practice because get this blind Scott, uh, his, his wife is deaf. What? Yes. He, they, they live and they just, they probably live in a house without a roof, right? Don't you think <laughs> you got blind Scott, you got deaf wife and there's gotta be like, uh, they have a dog with two legs, but I, mean, I don't know, whatever. That's fine. But together, they come together, they're one solid family unit, and I love it. So he was doing transcribing things for his wife because she's deaf, and he wanted to share the show with her. How fucking incredible is that? He wanted her to be able to experience what I was saying, the thing that he loves. And oh my God, do you know how fucking amazing that makes me feel? So 
So I then spent, you know, an hour trying to talk him out of it going, this is fabulous, but dude, it's so much work. It's so much fucking work. You don't, it's too, it's crazy amount of work. And he's like, I can do it. I want to do it. I'm excited to do it. I said, all right, but I think you're underestimating the amount of work that's going to be involved. And he had a timeline. He's like, no, he goes, I figure I can get it done. And like, I, in, and he was talking in months because he wants to do all 12 years. And he's like, I think I can get it done in this amount of time. And I'm like, I go, look, and he's like, is that okay? And I'm like, you don't have to ask permission for me for anything. I, I only had a couple of requests. Like, he's like, do you want a doc or do you want PDF files? I said, if you can send me both, send me both. Cause then I can go through the doc and uh, correct any spelling errors or names or whatever the fuck, you know? And, uh, and he's like, yeah, I can do that. That's fine. And I said, but look, dude, if you ever find, if, if this ever becomes overwhelming to you, you don't have to do it. I I'm telling you now it's super cool that you're willing to do this, but boy, oh boy, is it going to be a fucking hammer? Cause earlier in the, in the run of this show, uh, our friend Leanna Shanks, Leanna Shanks, uh, Hannah, and I believe uh, a guy named Rich who used to listen to the show, but then I offended him greatly and he left. Uh, the three of them used to listen to the show and they would do a thing where they would do like never not notes that, you know, this guy Daryl does a thing for never not funny where he compiles a bunch of notes. But the, the three of them, Leanna and Rich and Hannah would try to compile the show. Uh, I think Leanna and Hannah did it together and fucking and Rich did it independently. Uh, and it became overwhelming for all of them. Again, it's just, it's, it's, it's a pile of water. I mean, you're just going to drown in it. You know what I mean? It's just, my words come flying and it's fucking ridiculous. So I told Scott, I go, look, man, it's been tried before. If you want to do it, that's great. And, uh, I, I would love it. And it's amazing that you've reached out. Please tell me what you want from me for this. He's like, nothing you you've done the show. I want to tell you how much I love the show and it helps me share the show with my wife. And that's fucking incredible. And so he's, he's, he's like, yeah, I'm ready to do it. I said, totally fine. I, I hope you would. That'll be awesome. He said, great. So he's, he started it this week. And, uh, and I just want to, I'm going to read this to you just cause it makes me laugh. Uh, <laughs> cause that, that was after our conversation. He wrote me a note a day later and it just said, Hey Mike, man, you can talk. I never realized how much until I started transcribing the show. I'm still excited to be doing this. I haven't laughed so hard, but saying that there has to be some changes to the timeline that I gave you. It's taking me about a day to complete an episode, and I'm still on the Eric episodes that are less than an hour. Once they get into the longer episodes, I'm not sure how long that's going to take. So what I'm going to do is treat this like an actual job. I'm working on it five days a week, which should give me at least five to seven episodes a week, and I will send them to you at the end of each week. What this will do is extend the six to nine month timeline to about a year and a half to 21 months. Also, when 13, year 13 starts, I'll transcribe them that week so I'm not in a continuous loop of getting behind. And then this is my favorite line of the entire email. All right, you ready for this? Because he's also like, he changed the timeline from six to nine months to a year and a half to 21 months. Here is my favorite line of the entire email. Let me know if these changes are okay with you. What the fuck are you talking about? Yes. Yes. I don't care. Please. 
It's amazing that you're even taking one second of your life to do this, let alone a year to 21 months to document my nonsense because it's special or important to you. I love you. Thank you for doing this. Yes, whatever you choose. And I told him, I made it very clear to him, whatever you decide to do is fine. Any, if you want to write it in fucking crayon, I don't care. That's fucking cool because you're the one undertaking this. I didn't, I didn't ask you to do it. I'm not making you do it, but goddamn, I'd appreciate it if you did it. That's fucking lovely send them to me and then he sent me the first episode and i'm reading it and just reading it i'm laughing my balls off because i'm like jesus christ i forgot i did all this stuff and it, it, it i mean again i to me the first episode i'm just like eh, the first episode must have been whatever because now i'm now i'm this now i'm completely evolved now i'm a superhuman now i'm a cenobite i'm a fucking podcasting cenobite back then i was just a guy looking for a fucking puzzle now i'm a fuck i now i've ascended and i will tear your ears apart but fuck, man, don't don't. I'm never going to put any sort of judgment on you and go, no, you got to speed up that timeline. Blind Scott, the guy doing a million hours of free work for me. Yeah, please do me a favor. Step on the gas. I need these quickly. Fuck that. This is a dream. This is something I never thought would fucking happen. And this guy's going to fucking do it. And I would ever d- d- deign to give him orders or a deadline. Get fucking out of here. Do it at your pace. Do it at your speed. Get it to me when you can. And please know that I am ever so motherfucking grateful forever that you would even deign or think to do something like this for me thank you so much blind scott and reading that first episode i went this is worthwhile this is going to be fucking great i can't wait to read old episodes and just go jesus christ because again you know this we're kind of all over the place we go here we zig when we should have zagged and then we zag when we're supposed to zig and we're just fucking having a good time on this damn show we just unleash i can't wait to read because it's all stream of consciousness that's the fucking crazy thing so i'm reading that first episode and while i did again as you know this is the legend of it i woke up the night before and i spoke stream of consciousness and i wrote it all on a fucking legal pad and i did what i could to adhere to it in the first episode and now we just fucking turn on the mic and go but jesus fucking christ i can't wait to see it all in print when he's gonna fucking go ahead and again how bad are his fingers gonna be bleeding how how this i if you let me put it this way if you ever look to the east wherever you are look to the east if you see smoke it's because blind scott's computer has exploded and yet he continues to furiously talk because he's blind and he couldn't see it he doesn't know what's happening he's just hitting letters and fucking making it happen but goddamn there's got to be some sort of jinx with con- fucking transcribing my words right it's gonna be like fucking when you watched videodrome and the fucking stomach thing opened up right you're gonna have that fucking opening in your stomach and you reach in there and you get the flesh gun long live the new fucking podcasting flesh that's what i say <laughs> you know what fucking long live the new podcasting flesh you're gonna transcribe get to year five you're gonna start noticing your stomach opening up you're gonna have that fucking slot in there like a VHS thing. Long live the new fucking podcast.
Podcast. Podcast.